the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight, 933.93. Of course, Pat Unleashed on uh, Twitter. A lot of stuff going on, as usual. Uh, some breaking news right now. There's, uh, there is a plane that is being, I don't know if it's quarantined, quarantined right now, but it's it is. definitely yeah. being segregated. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the passengers aboard this Emirates flight have become sick, and there's a lot of them, and apparently some of them are like pretty seriously ill. Yeah, 10 passengers ill on this plane at JFK in New York. So they think that it might be flu from an epidemic that was happening in Mecca. And then they boarded this plane and came to the United States. Well, that's how you have a pandemic start. So Good times. Yeah, hopefully uh, they will you know, be diligent about containing that and isolating them because we just don't need that here. I mean, they don't need it in the Middle East either, but they've already got it, so you, you can, can keep, keep it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just keep, keep it. Keep it there. That's, that's all I ask. Uh, just keep it. It's yours. <laughs> it belongs to you. We shouldn't be taking things from other uh, people. Boy, it's How a- many times have we been told that? Stop stealing pe- other people's stuff. Okay. Keep your flu. Mm-hmm. All right? Just keep it. wonderful wall would have helped with that. Yeah. Maybe. And, and a little more scrutiny on who yeah, comes into this go. country might be, you know, I, I don't know, advantageous, might help a little bit. Um, so there's that. Also, uh, here in the Dallas area, a man who was upset, I guess, about an officer-related shooting intentionally crashed his truck into the side of the studios at Fox 4 Dallas earlier early this morning before jumping out of the vehicle and ranting about, I guess, the officer-involved shooting before he was finally arrested. Now, fortunately, despite the fact that he crashed into the building multiple times, I guess he, he it seems like he drove through plate glass windows, um, and uh, he, he just kept going through them. And fortunately, nobody was injured, including this guy. The suspect was described as being in an agitated mental state, He's gonna. He faces charges of criminal mischief. They don't think it's any sort of terrorism relate uh, related incident or um, just probably somebody who's mentally ill. Uh, but that's going on right now. Um, we're gonna play this audio of President Trump talking to Bob Woodward about his upcoming book. Now the book is has been released now. And so you can read it and see the quotes that are in it. But apparently Woodward called the president to alert him that this was coming and let him know it's not flattering to you. And it seems during this conversation as if the president is somewhat surprised by that. Uh, I guess they have a decent relationship. At least Trump says so. And they've talked before and, uh, it's interesting because the president actually calls him fair at, at one point. Um, but 
the conversation's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it's it's quality entertainment. It is. It's 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 entertaining start to finish. It's probably I don't know eight, nine, ten, eleven minutes long, and we didn't know where to stop it. Yeah, it's fascinating all the way through. I think, <laughs> yeah. I I think it's good eating all the way through. Uh, here's here's the beginning of how the conversation went between Trump and Woodward. President Trump, how are you? How are you? How are you doing? Okay. Real well. I'm turning on my tape recorder. Oh, that's with okay. Your permission. That's okay. I I'm don't mind. Sorry, that. we missed the opportunity to talk for the book. Well, I just spoke with Kellyanne, and she asked me if I uh, if I got a call. I never got a call. I never got a message. Who did you Who did you ask about speaking to me? Well, about six people. Uh, you know, well, they don't tell me. Senator, uh, Senator. I, I talked to Kellyanne mm-hmm. about it two and a half Dr. months Kellyanne. ago. She yeah. came for lunch. Well, it's too bad. Of course, you and I had a conversation, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and so that I think got you there a little bit. And we had a conversation many years ago, if you remember, in yes, Trump Tower. That has to be 20 years ago. And you were thinking about doing a book about me then, which is interesting. Who knew it would have been on this subject, right? Yeah, that was yeah, not in the cards at that time. That's right. Well, I'm sorry. I, I mean, still remember I, that. I spent a lot of time on uh, this, talked to lots of people. All right, good. And uh, as, right, as good. you know mm-hmm. and are living, we're mm-hmm. at a pivot point in history. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I would have liked to have done that, and I maximized my effort. Right. Somehow it didn't get to you, or it's really too bad because mm. nobody told me about it, and I would have loved mm-hmm. to have spoken to you. You know, I'm very open to you. I think you've always been fair, but we'll see what happens. Uh-oh. But all I can say is the country is doing very well. We're doing better economically, <laughs> just about than at any time. We're so doing better right unemployment, now. maybe than mm-hmm. ever. You know, I mean, if you look at the unemployment numbers, you've heard me say it, and we're doing better on unemployment than just about ever. Uh, we're having a lot of com- a lot of companies are moving back into our country, which is would have been unheard of uh, two years ago if the other administration or representatives of it had kept going or kept you know if the other group had won. <laughs> uh, I will tell you that you would have uh, you'd, I think you'd have a GDP of less than zero. I think we would have been going in the wrong direction because uh, regulations are such a big part of what we've done, Bob. That's amazing stuff. Um, he just goes into full uh, campaign mode, sale salesmanship. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's in campaign mode. Put this in your book, Bob. First of all, the book's already been written, uh, Mr. Trump. So, <laughs> what, what? None of this is going to impact what he says. Uh, so it's it's interesting that he goes into full salesmanship there. Uh, we're doing great. He's talking about the economy. None of that is of any interest to Bob Woodward. He just wants to. I, I think he's trying to. He's trying to schmooze him here a little bit because he wrote a very negative book about him, and I think he still wants access to him, and he he still wants a relationship there. And so, I mean, this probably happens all the time, but and so far, at least, it doesn't look like Donald Trump knows what's coming, but he's about to find out. Um, and, uh, the conversation is incredible. Now, as for the fairness aspect of it, it might've changed his mind just a tad, uh, since the release of the book. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, 
He said the contemptuous words about the president attributed to me in Woodward's book were never uttered by me or in my presence. While I generally enjoy reading fiction, this is a uniquely Washington brand of literature, and his anonymous sources do not lend credibility. That much is true. When you won't tell anybody uh, who said what you're alleging has been said, that, that does call credibility into question, I think. So um, it's, 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 it's fascinating the, the difference between this conversation and, and now the statement that he's making. Um, but here's more of the conversation between the two of them. I take it very seriously. I've done books on eight presidents going back from Nixon, Obama. Right. And I, uh, I learned something about reporting, frankly, Mr. President. Good. That, uh, I've got to go <laughs> Good. talk to people yeah. wow. and see them outside of the White House and outside of their offices. And mm-hmm. I've gained a lot of insight and documentation. And it's, uh, you know, it's a tough look at the world and your administration and you. Right. Well, I assume that mm-hmm. means it's going to be a negative book, but... Well, you know, I'm some. I'm sort of 50% used to that. That's all right. Some are good and some are bad. Sounds like this is going to be a bad one. It's a chance missed, and I don't know how things work over there in terms Very well. of getting we, to you. Well, if you would call Madeline in my office, uh, did you speak to Madeline? No, I didn't. But Madeline I, is the key. She's the secret well, because I she's, to Raj she's about the person. It. I talked to Kelly. Well, and, a lot of them are afraid to come and talk, or you know, they are busy. I'm busy, uh, but I don't <laughs> mind talking to you. I would have spoken. To you. I spoke to you 20 years ago. And I spoke yeah. to you a year and a half or two years ago. And I certainly don't mind talking to you. And I wish I could have spoken to you. Well, uh, but you know, you, but nobody called my office. I mean. You went through, well, what, I guess, I mean, different I, people. Mr. President, how can I spend all this time talking to uh, people and uh, like Kellyanne and Raj and Republican senators? I mean, uh, who are the senators? No, they never called me like, about it. Uh, Senator Graham said he had talked to you about talking to me. Now, is that not true? Uh, Senator Graham actually mentioned it quickly on yeah, one meeting. We'll see you know, that, that's, that is true. That is true. Well, that is that, true. no, but okay. that is true. Uh, mentioned it quickly, not like, uh, you know, and I would certainly uh, have thought that maybe you would have called the office, but that's okay. I'll speak to Kellyanne. I am a little surprised that she wouldn't have told me. Yeah, in fact, well, she just walked in. I'm well, talking to Bob Woodward. He said that he told you about speaking to me, but you never told me. Why didn't you tell me? I would have been very happy to speak to him. All right, so what are you going to say? Well, uh, <laughs> so I have another bad book coming out. It, it goes on, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, what you can count on uh, is that I've been very careful. And Evelyn, are you on? Yes. Uh, Evelyn Duffy, who's my assistant. Ms. Hello, Evelyn. This is fascinating but, stuff, uh, too, here. Uh, she uh, transcribed all the tapes because, mm-hmm. with permission, I tape people for hundreds of hours. Good. And I think there's nothing <laughs> in this book that doesn't come from a firsthand source. Is that correct, I, Evelyn? I believe But are you naming names, or do you just say sources? Yeah, Good question. Well, it names real incidents. So No, but do you, so the do you name no. sources? I mean, are you hmm. naming the people, or just no. say, uh, you know, people... Have said. I, I say at two o'clock on this day, the following happened, and everyone who's there, including yourself, uh, 
it is quoted, and I'm sorry I didn't get to ask you about these. I mean, you do know I'm doing a great job for the country. You do know that NATO now is going to pay billions and billions oh, of dollars more, mm. as an example, than anybody thought possible, that other presidents were unable to get more, and it was heading downward. You do know all of the things I've Incredible. done and things that I'm doing. Uh -huh. I'm in the process yeah, of making some of the things. greatest trade deals ever to be made. You do understand that stuff. I mean, Sir, I, hope. I, un I understand, and I would have lo loved to go through a uh, discussion with you about NATO, because this, you know, goes back to early in your administration and your concern about it and the agreement that the countries have that they would increase their mm -hmm. defense contribution, uh, I, what is it, by the year 2024. And, uh, you know, so anyway... We we are well. You know, last year, if you see if you see um, uh, the secretary Saltenberg, he said, I believe forty four billion dollars just last year, and that was from last year's meeting. And this year, it's much more money they've agreed to put up. So it's a it's a tremendous amount of money. No other president has done it. It was heading down in the opposite direction. So I don't know if you're going to report it that way. Probably not. But. That's uh, too bad, but that's all right. But, you know, one of those things. Everything is going to be factual, and mm. it is not a good thing for my business, if I may say this to you, Mr. President, to the presidency or to the country, to not have real full exchanges on these. And I broke my spear on it trying to get to you. Huh. Wow, that is, I mean, that is fascinating. So... What the president asks him, and it's it's key, it's critical. So are you going to name who these sources are? So are you going to tell me, uh, are they on the record? Uh, you're, you're saying that you spoke to all of these people. Who are they? Prove it. Hmm. And no, what I'm going to do is talk about it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I quoted everybody as to what they said. Well, anybody can say what was said in a meeting. It doesn't mean anything. And so uh, the president asks him, you're going to name sources, and basically he's told, no, no, I'm not going to. And so we'll never know who said what, and it's going to be he said, she said. So it turns out that, yes, it's going to be a very negative book, and uh, there are no sources uh, that are revealed. And so then the president just goes back into salesmanship mode to talk about what he's done with NATO and uh, it's too late because the book's again already <laughs> been written uh, fascinating just a fascinating discussion you know, between would, the two of them would they delay printing or stop the presses if, if right he, then and there he agreed to no okay. uh, I don't think so for the president of the United States to, to have a chapter he didn't break his spear that much oh. that he's going to stop the the process now i don't know when this conversation took place maybe it happened before the printing oh, of the true. book i don't know yeah. I, i'm not what sure the date on that august 14th okay so that told. was what two weeks ago no it, that was too late at that point okay that's eh, probably too late for the president of the united states to include a chapter mm -hmm. okay on his response mm -hmm. i i don't i i mean i think woodward's probably pretty happy with where the book is that it's a negative outlook on his administration i think he probably has a pretty negative view about the president and they've been friendly in the past, and so he's trying to smooth it over by saying, yeah, it's a negative book, but hey, uh, it's a factual one. What do you mean it's a factual? How do, how do I know that? 
How do the American people know that? Now, everybody who hates Trump is obviously going to eat it up, and they're going to believe every word in this book that's negative on the president. But for supporters, nobody, nobody's going to. This is going to go nowhere. It's just going to make the uh, the discussion and the disagreement more intense. That's all it's going to do. It's really a shame. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely it's a shame. Right. His supporters will not no, believe a word. Nobody's going to believe it. I don't know that I believe it. And those that um, are already against him are going to mm-hmm. believe everything that's. Yes, in. it's exactly what you just said. It's not, not going to matter. We saw a bunch of the quotes already. We know that they've been attributed to people like uh, like uh, General Kelly, the, uh, uh, Mattis. Secretary Mattis is quoted in this. I, I don't. They've already said no. I didn't say anything like that. They have already denied it. So I don't know that I necessarily believe it. Now, what are they going to say? Yeah, I called the president an idiot when you're in his administration. No, but still, if you're not going to name names, if you're not going to cite the uh, places you got this from, why should we believe it? Will the left look at it objectively like that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, you um, may have heard us talking multiple times and, in fact, others have talked about uh, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition a lot longer than I have. It took a long time because I'm, I'm just not a fan of vegetables. And uh, so I finally gave it a try because people kept telling me how great it was and that they have more energy and it keeps hunger at bay. And so finally I gave it a shot. And I, I love Field of Greens. Every scoop gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables that are pre and probiotic they boost your immune system there's antioxidant power i don't know what most of that means but i know it's good and it's it's good for your body um just put one scoop into eight ounces of water it'll it'll cause it to taste you know a lot like kool-aid or you can put it in a a shake or a smoothie it it's that easy it tastes great go to brickhousepat.com try it today take 10 percent off when you use the offer code pat 10% 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. 888-933-93. All right. Since we're this deep into it, we might as well finish up with this conversation because I I find it fascinating, this back and forth between uh, President Trump and Bob Woodward. You know, this is the guy, uh, Woodward and Bernstein, who blew open the Nixon administration. Now he's trying to do the same thing to Trump. And I don't know that there's anything here, really. I, I there there doesn't seem to be a leg- once you take out all the dumb quotes about people calling the president an idiot and by the way that was supposedly James Mattis Secretary of Defense James Mattis he said in here's what Mattis actually said in serving in this administration the idea that I would show contempt for the elected commander in chief President Trump or tolerate disrespect to the office of the president from within our Department of Defense is a product of someone's rich imagination. So, he flat out categorically denies it. And the same is true for John Kelly. 
Um, Sarah Sanders put out yesterday, this book is nothing more than fabricated stories, many by former disgruntled employees told to make the president look bad. While it's not always pretty and rare that the press actually covers it, President Trump has broken through the bureaucratic process to deliver unprecedented successes for the American people. Sometimes it is unconventional, but he always gets results. Democrats and their allies in the media understand the president's policies are working. And with success like this, no one can beat him in 2020, not even close. So that was their uh, contention. Here's uh, a, a little more of uh, finishing up on their conversation between the two of them. Well, other than Lindsay, who did quickly mention well, it, nobody did. mentioned it. Kellyanne nobody there. told me about she it. Well, let me her. ask her. Why don't you speak to Kellyanne? Ask her. She never told me about it. Kelly, Bob, how are you? Hi. I, uh, remember two and a half months ago you came over and I laid out, I wanted to talk to the president, and you said you would uh, get back to me? I do, and I put in the request. But, you know, they, it, it was rejected. I can only take it so far. I guess I can bring it right to the president next time. Yeah. But I try to follow all the protocols or else I'm accused of being somebody who doesn't follow protocol. President Trump, I just want you to know I made every effort. Did you? But you had talked to Hope, right, who said no? Uh, listen, I talked to anyone I could. You talked to a number of people and they I all said no? Raj. He was going to work it out. Hope, me. Yeah. And so, so you said you tried to talk to everybody. What about when you interviewed like yeah, other well, people? Yeah. They all said yes. Yeah. Well, that they try. Uh, about six or seven people I tried, and I couldn't have. You know, you and I spent a whole lunch on it, Kellyanne, and I said I want to cover the substantive issues in foreign policy and domestic policy, and you said you would get back to me. Nothing. Yeah, so I did. I presented it to the people here who make those decisions. But, but anyway, I'll give you back to the president. And I'm I'm glad I'm glad to hear that you you tried through seven or eight different people. That's good. You should tell him all the names. <laughs> Thank you. But you never called for me. It would have been nice, Bob, if you called for me in my office. I mean, I have a secretary. I have two, three secretaries. If you would have called directly, a lot of people are afraid that Raj. I hardly have, you know, I don't speak to Raj. I do, I do, and Kellyanne went to somebody, but she didn't come to me. And she should have come to me. Uh, She does have access to me, absolutely. She has direct access, but she didn't come to me. And you know what, that's okay. I'll just end up with another bad book. What can I tell you? It's surprising to me that these people, did Raj have access to you? Not really, but uh, he would have been able to uh, do it. But I have... I have an office. You have the, the office number. I have an office that's directly into my office. It doesn't matter. Let me tell you what matters. The economy is the best it's been in and here we go again. many, many With decades, job. and it's going to get a lot mm-hmm. better. Okay. And the country is doing very well. That's yeah. what's yeah. important. That is. Yes, sir. I yes. thought We're I doing a good job. Uh, uh, kind of say, let's uh, not talk about this because the book is done. Yeah, no. President, and but you know that's the position mm. we're in, and it's uh, yeah. one uh, I tried to avoid. You need to know I made maximum effort. All right, it's too bad. Yes, sir. I'm just hearing about it, and I heard uh, I did hear from Lindsay, but I'm just hearing about it. So we're going to have a very <laughs> inaccurate book, and that's too bad. No, but I don't blame you entirely. Be accurate. I no, okay. Well, accurate is that nobody's ever done a better job than I'm doing as president. That I can tell you. So that's uh, and that's the way a lot Amazing. of people feel that know what's going on, and you'll see that over the years. 
but a lot of people feel that, Bob. So I, I believe okay. in our country, and because you're our president, I wish you good luck. Okay, thank you wow. very much, Bob. That's interesting it. stuff. And, and let me tell you this. Had they hooked up, had they connected, and Bob Woodward would have directly called the president's office and, and the president would have granted him the interview, the book still would have been negative. I guarantee it. Can I, can I just offer a quote? From, uh-huh. from the President of the United States. I did hear from Lindsay, but I'm just hearing about it. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's Anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so he can contradicts himself in the same sentence. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being here. 888 <laughs> It's an amazing statement the president made to Woodward at the very end there. Yeah, read that again. It was... I did hear from Lindsay, but I'm just hearing about it. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> he does that. A lot. Mm-hmm. He does that a lot. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, does, no, it doesn't it does matter. not matter. It doesn't matter. I want those kind of passes in conversation mm. because I can be incredibly incoherent at times, oh my as gosh. illustrated by this program, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday at noon Eastern <laughs> here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, but I don't know that I get the same passes as the most powerful oh, no. man in the world. No. <laughs> but I will say, I, I still firmly believe that had they had they connected, had they gotten together and had... You know, whatever discussion, whatever interview Woodward was supposedly seeking, it still would have been a a totally negative book. I I don't. I mean, it's clear that he did, he didn't agree with the president on what the president was saying. He doesn't have the same worldview, and so um, he had an agenda, and he he was going to carry out that agenda. Come on. Come what may. So, do you think this would have been bad practice by the publisher to say, "Tell you what." Let's get this book as we're ready to go. Let mm-hmm. the president look at it, his staff, for 30 days mm-hmm. to refute anything that we have wrong. And they can go on record. The last chapter of the book can be as long as it needs to be with the president's response to our charges or our quotes. How do you think that is that does that uh, lose mm. some of its journalistic integrity or does it add to it and really makes it fair and balanced? No, I think that would definitely add to it. I don't think that was their agenda, though. I don't think their agenda was we're going to be really fair to this guy. I think their agenda was we're going to we're going to really we're going to put out something that uh, brings this president down. And I I mean, it doesn't seem like even though they didn't have that conversation and it wasn't fair and he didn't name sources, it's it's still not going to bring this president down. Again, the people who hate Trump are going to hate him still, and the people who support Trump are going to support him still. Nothing will change because of this book. Hmm. Except for uh, Bob Woodward's bank account. That will change. Uh, He'll have a little extra spending cash. So good for him. Uh, He did accomplish that. But the conversation with Kellyanne Conway was kind of interesting, too. (laughs) 
because seriously, you're so you're you're saying that you went back after this lunch with Woodward and just submitted this request to somebody else and never said word one about it to the president of the United States that you talk to all the time and you're just in his office as he's having a conversation with Woodward and you just pop in. It, it never occurs to you, hey, Bob Woodward, you know, he's writing a big book. You might want to talk to him about it because I think it's going to be negative. How did that not happen? Hmm. I don't know, man. I Hard to believe. Well, I mean, he was just hearing about <clears throat> it or... Well, Lindsay told him about it, but 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 he didn't know about it. That's the first he's hearing about it. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. <clears throat> yep. That's uh, uh, I. That's part of the splendor, though, of this administration, isn't it? There's never a dull day, and uh, there's a lot of things that just don't make sense that are fun to think about and talk about and debate. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. A lot of people have been wondering, speaking of the president, why he hasn't attacked Nike because of this new campaign. Uh-oh. You know, he's been so vocal about everything, everything, <laughs> the kneeling situation in the NFL, and he's got this battle going between the players and him. Um, he kind of explained why he hasn't attacked Nike yet for partnering with uh, Colin Kaepernick by. Telling the Daily Caller that, quote, Nike is a tenant of mine. And they pay a lot of rent. (laughs) So I don't know if that's why he's not saying anything about it. But um, that appears appears to be the uh, situation. Now, Colin Kaepernick is doing this new Just Do It campaign for the 30th anniversary of that. Hard to believe that's been going on for 30 years now. That started in 1988? Wow. So Kaepernick, just his a close-up of his face on this uh, Nike campaign, and then the caption, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Uh, so Trump hasn't immediately joined in on, on the attacks, uh, but he did tell the Daily Caller, I think it's a terrible message. Nike is a tenant of mine. They pay a lot of rent. <laughs> what was the end of it? Uh, so, yeah, it's... <laughs> fascinating here is colin kaepernick's actual stance however because we hear all the time that it's not about the flag it's not about the anthem well here is the quote uh, back in the beginning of this thing from colin kaepernick i'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color to me this is bigger than football and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way so to him you know it apparently is about the flag. He's not going to stand and show pride in a flag that oppresses black people. He finished off by saying, there are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. Is that true? Are there really a lot of bodies in the street and cops are getting paid to get away with murder? It is despicable. What are the real facts about what's going on in this country with the oppression of black people and the slaughter of them and and leaving piles of bodies in the streets? Last year, in 2017, there were 223 black people shot by police. 223. There were 458 white people shot by police. 
I mean, it's more than double. In all of the shootings, so there were 900-some shootings, 68 of the people that were shot, out of 950-some shootings, 68 of them were unarmed. Now, of those, we know that there was just the police officer uh, convicted of murder. I believe that was in the DFW area, right? The, yep. The guy that, yes, he, he shot. The teenager. He shot the teenager who was driving away from the scene. He was in the car. Yeah. He was used as a passenger. Right. Mm. They were going backward away from the police, and the guy fired his, his gun multiple times into the car as they were, as they were leaving. He was just convicted of murder um, and I think received, what, 17 years in prison. Right around that. Yep. So if you're to look at the at the actual times when there has really been uh, an issue with the shooting involved, um, you might come to a different conclusion if you'd look at the facts. Does anybody really believe that Colin Kaepernick has looked at the facts and has analyzed these and come to an uh, an informed decision about what he's doing? No, absolutely not. You know what he does? He does what everybody else does, and he lo- he sees the long list of names and sees that they were shot by cops and believes hands up, don't shoot. That's what happened. Uh, it's it's pathetic. It's pathetic. The NFL put out a statement. National Football League believes in dialogue, understanding, and unity. We embrace the role and responsibility of everyone involved with this game to promote meaningful, positive change in our communities. Um, is, that, is that right? <laughs> is that what they're doing? Meaningful, positive change in our communities when they don't even know the facts of what's going on, of what they're protesting? Could we, you know... As they said, as the NFL said, the social justice issues that Colin and other professional athletes have raised deserve our attention. Do they, though? Do they really? You know what really deserves our attention? Finding out the facts. And promoting the facts of these cases. Because that's not happening. It's just not happening. If it were, I, I, I don't think there'd be so many protests. I, I think you'd uh, find a lot of people would say, wow, I, <clears throat> I didn't know that. I didn't know that more than double uh, the number of blacks shot last year were white people shot by cops. I, so some of those bodies in the street are white people? How come they're not, how come they're not protesting? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But it continues because nobody holds their feet to the fire. Nobody says to Colin Kaepernick, hey, why don't you look into what, what it is you're protesting? Why don't you find out the, the actual facts? You say that people don't realize what's going on. <laughs> Maybe you're the one who doesn't realize what's going on. Is that possible? <clears throat> Plus, he now believes, uh, and he's believed for some time, that the NFL is colluding to keep him out of the league. <laughs> I mean, so... You know he knows better than that because he's been offered jobs in the league, <clears throat> both by Seattle and by uh, Denver. The Broncos and the Seahawks have both offered him a backup quarterback job in the NFL. 
But he turned him down. He didn't want it. Yeah, the money wasn't right. Or it wasn't up to his standard. Or whatever the case may be. How is that colluding to keep him out of the league? It's just, it's bull crap from start to finish. And I'm just really sick and tired of hearing about this guy. And now Nike is there to glorify him and make the situation worse. Yeah, so you got to love it. Also, now we are uh, having to put up with the fact that um, Justice Kavanaugh is uh, a terrible person because he didn't shake hands with a uh, Parkland father as he was being whisked away by security yesterday at the hearing. Um, look at this. Here's Kavanaugh as one of the one of the fathers comes up to him <clears throat> as he's being. Uh, taken out of the room, somebody grabs him and pushes him as as the father extends his hand. So, I mean, th- there's chaos all through this hearing. There's yelling and screaming and hecklers, and his children had to leave the room. And then at the end of it, he's getting up, and people are ushering him out. Here's the other angle. And a guy comes up to him and so, extends his hand, and he, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't have an opportunity mm-hmm. to respond to that, right. because the second he turns around, security gets between the two, and right. I love it, on the news yesterday, uh, on, when you open up Twitter, oh gosh, I should have taken a screenshot, like the, the headline, it, it showed, it looked like Kavanaugh had turned his back on this Parkland father, this frozen mm-hmm. moment in time, and the headline was, uh, Brett Kavanaugh doesn't shake uh, uh, the hand of a Parkland father. Okay, that's a fact, something along those lines, I, I, that wasn't verbatim. But it was like, seriously? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yes. Uh, again, it, it, it fits their agenda. And so they don't care about any of the facts. They don't care that there was noise, that the guy was being pushed out by security, that uh, there's chaos all during the hearing. And then somebody he doesn't know or can't hear comes up to him and extends his hand and then he's pushed out. I mean, uh, it's agonizing nobody is honest anymore there are no honest brokers it's really it's it's sad triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh you know you want to be able to defend yourself and your family uh in really stressful high anxiety type of situations and in order to do that you gotta you've got to practice uh with your weapon for instance if somebody Breaks into your house in the middle of the night. Uh, that is a chaotic situation where you just don't. I mean, if if you've never trained for that, if you're unprepared for that, things could be really ugly. Don't risk that. Um, I Target Pro has revolutionized home firearm training. You don't need to go to a a range. You don't need to buy a bunch of ammo. Um, you don't need to pay range fees. You can practice right in the comfort and privacy of your own home where you would most likely uh, be using your weapon anyway. The iTarget system uses your gun and uh, your cell phone, your smartphone, and their app, plus a, a laser that goes in place of the bullet in your gun so that the laser detects exactly where your shots are landing on the target. It's a really cool system. It's a lot of fun to use, and you can get proficient with your weapon and understand the different angles that you would use in your home, prepare for any eventuality in your home, and practice a lot more than you otherwise would just going to the range once or twice a month. 
And right now, you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com, offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray Unleashed. Triple 888-933-93 and a Pat Unleashed on Twitter where Quiet Storm tweets. Feels so dirty listening to recorded phone calls. I need a shower. <laughs> uh, I actually enjoyed it. I did too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That was fun, man. Uh, Millennial Falcon. Uh, there's not a snowball's chance in hell. Madison Kelly said what Woodward said they said. Even if they feel that way deep down, patriots like them do not disrespect the office of the POTUS. I think that's probably true. I do, too. I really do. Tom Sheehan, uh, Woodward said he broke his spear trying to talk to Donald Trump, but didn't call the POTUS's office or talk to Madeline? Yeah. So I think he just cracked the spear, not broke it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it was cracked, frankly. I mean, why do you talk to all of these ancillary people, and if you have his office number, you don't call? Hey, I got this book, and I'm just wondering if I could talk to the president. It's Bob Woodward, you know Woodward and Bernstein fame. Yeah, I think, I think they might pay attention to that. Frankly, for Mandy, I'm assuming it's going to be a negative book, and I'm sort of fifty percent used to that. <laughs> That's golden. Uh, also, um, <laughs> I saved that one for last, baby. Of struggling Lumby. No calls, Madeline? Hmm, that's interesting. That's interesting. We have any calls, Madeline? No calls? Is there a number Bob can call? Is there a number? Is there... Yeah, it's right there. Well, can he, can he call at any time? Yeah, he could call at any time, Mr. President. Any time. That's <laughs> uh, priceless. Oh, good stuff. There's there's nothing better than the callbacks that our audience use all I love the time. It. Our audience is the greatest. So, if you haven't participated so uh, by tweeting at at Pat mm-hmm. Unleash, um, at Hangry Keith, uh, mm-hmm. you know, make sure we see these. Yes. If you have something to contribute, we want to see it. Thank you so much. <laughs> or we'll hear it too on the phone and at triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and hashtag put that in your pipe. Don't forget that. That's very important. That's so that we can notice it. Mm-hmm. Is that what that's for? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's, yeah cause, I mean that's you know it's part of the show, right? Right, Mister Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, that's what they call me. Uh, they do for better or for worse. They do. That's what they call me. It's amazing how quickly you respond to some of my tweets, um, isn't so it? You've really been uh, yeah. I've been on top of this more stuff lately. lately. Finally, just, got you logged in on. Your I'm phone all over there it. And, that's the thing. And I've got my old computer, so I'm really on top of things now. Look at this uh, dinosaur. This, oh, don't get a hernia picking it up, man. Archive. Good heavens. It weighs about three quarters of a ton. Or or, or better stated, so the audience can kind of get some uh, mm-hmm. perspective, um, three quarters of a Jeffy um, yes. is, is how much this weighs. Yes. So, yeah, I've seen you lumbering around here trying to carry that. You mm-hmm. had to pause and take breaks, sit it down on the couch out there, sit it on the desk. The computer that I bought a year and a half ago. And it was not a cheap computer. It just 
stopped turning on. It just decided, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> no I'm warning. I'm all done. Just no warning. Bye-bye. I mean, there was no sign that anything was wrong with it. So I got it plugged in and everything. And I keep turning it on. It turns back off. Turn it on. Turns back off. Turn it on. Turns back off. Mm-hmm. So now my uh, uh, <clears throat> 12... Thousand pound computer is back in my life. <laughs> I mean, and it's—I mean, it's a looker because it is. I mean, think about this. It is the um, it's it's so thick mm-hmm. that it's like I don't mm-hmm. know. My other computer is about you know that thin. It weighs. It's almost like a pedestal now for you. Four ounces or something. This thing seriously. It's you about almost need pounds. a desk to be lower to <laughs> yeah. put this one at eye level. It's so <laughs> thick and tall. And the screen is. You know, it's like my the screens of my TV. It's a 52-inch screen. It's you know what that is? I wouldn't be surprised if there are tubes inside of that laptop. <laughs> yeah, there might be. That's yeah, old school. There maybe. might be. It is old school. Uh, 888-900-3393. Um, I want to play this Jack Ryan Office <laughs> mashup. Yes. This, Thank um, you, Craig. See? Tweeted it at us. Yeah. yeah so from Australia. We got to see this. I've been watching uh, Jack Ryan this week, and I actually like it. I, I think it's a pretty good series. I saw it described as disappointing. Uh, but you tell me. Here's, um, here is Jack Ryan. A mashup. And The Office <laughs> mashed up. What exactly does a State Department supply chain logistician do? I work behind the desk. I write reports. That sounds... Warren? Dr. Ryan! I need you to come with me. What? We have to go. Well, the only thing we're planning here is dead bodies. <laughs> maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. What have you got? The individual behind these transactions <laughs> could be a high-level target. I am not a security threat. We know who you are. Nothing to be alarmed about. It's just a man pointing a bull tranquilizer at a co-worker. How come you're the only one that knows about this mystery man? I was just following the money, sir. They have cells in France, Yemen, Syria, and those are just the ones we know about. There's something different about his agenda. I'd like to set up a task force. <laughs> Whatever he's planning, he's ready now. I'm an analyst. I don't interrogate people. I write reports. Now, exactly how much pot did you smoke? We got to figure out a way to get inside his head. I am Bill Butlinger. My husband. She doesn't know where I am. My son is with him. Stand back, because these are killer chickens. Dwight? Yep? Are you carrying a gun? Sorry, I freaked you guys out. <laughs> Just follow along. Watch and learn. Hey, Dwight. We have to chase this down. <laughs> My son. Get him back. Promise me. I promise you, I'm the best chance you have. I'm just a man. I do what I can. Don't put the blame on me. You're my first one, actually. How am I doing? Nice try. No correction. Terrible try. Somebody spent some serious time on that. That is so good. And yeah, of course, great. Mr. Twitter, you'll be tweeting that out. Oh, I know. A little bit later on. Of course, I will. Uh, he was so good in the office, and you know when he started getting these like action roles in uh, Thirteen Hours, yeah. and now Jack Ryan. I thought, eh, how's that going to work? But it does because he's really good. 
Uh, he, I mean, I, I was stunned. He's really good. Your first time you see him on camera in that kind of role, mm-hmm. you go, okay, what? I love him, but this Wait, is... Wait, that's Goofy no. Jim. Yeah, come like, on. Come on. And then he is really yeah. good. Yeah. He, Such a versatile actor. He is good. Uh, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed. Coming up. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat Gray, and if you like what you hear on this program, you should check out the Glenn Beck Program. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. We're just noticing uh, uh-huh. the cover of Entertainment. Brie Brie Larson mm-hmm. as Captain Marvel is on this week's um, uh, Entertainment Weekly cover. Now, Captain Marvel can't be a girl. <laughs> what? What Nuh-uh. is that Nuh-uh. about? <laughs> So ridiculous. I mean, what's next? You know, <laughs> girls and guys peeing in the opposite sex bathroom. Anyway, continue your story. I can't believe this. <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel leads the cover of Entertainment Weekly and their new issue with an exclusive first look at Brie Larson's Air Force pilot turned intergalactic hero. <laughs> A girl can't be an intergalactic no, hero. No. <laughs> what in the world? I think that's what they're trying to get us to say because the. the I, I don't care. We don't I, I don't care. Care. I don't care. Oh. I never, of course, I, I didn't read the Captain Marvel series comic books. Uh-huh. I, I don't really care that Captain Marvel is now a girl. That's just, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But I'm sure that they thought, oh, this will create a lot of talk. We'll Wait. create some controversy with this one. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breaking news. Yeah. You and I are not, uh, <clears throat> you and I aren't, aren't uh, comic book aficionados, it appears. Has she always been a girl? I don't know. Has it Captain looks, Marvel always been a girl? Kind of looking, looking As, really kind of ish that well, way. There you go. So, so excuse me. For I living. guess Captain Marvel can't be a girl. See, I guess Captain. <laughs> again, still don't care. I still way. don't care. But uh, okay, I don't care. So the story isn't that they're making her into a girl, and it used to be a dude. Is huh. that Captain is, Marvel has always been a girl? I, I don't know. Some, Honestly, some comic I didn't, book. Person I didn't know that. Call and tell us. Set us straight because I, the I further back I go in these comic book covers. It's always I'm a girl. Begin, well, I'm beginning to wonder. There's some with hmm. a dude. Uh, I think yes. Yes, I think, always. Okay. Yeah, I think always been a girl. Well then. So good. Captain Marvel can be a girl and always has been. Very well. I'm glad they didn't and, make into a dude because then the so world would be burning right now. That's what should happen mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. wouldn't that be the thing to talk about? Captain Marvel should be made into a boy and then we'll see. Then we'll see. Yeah, you'll see. You can't one. make mm-hmm. Captain Marvel a boy. They would. Mm-hmm. Now you can make... You make characters into girls all the time. They just did that with Ghostbusters, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Those were originally men. Now they're women. Uh, and it was supposed to be fine. So if you were to make Captain Marvel, who has always been a woman, into a man, then we'll see. Then you'll see if, the world burn down around you. Yes. Exactly. Yes. 
888 That shows what comic, comic book aficionados we really are. <laughs> and I had no shameful. idea Captain Marvel was a girl. We are absolutely, huh. we're chauvinist pigs. I guess I so. I mean, think about that. We just assumed. We just assumed. That we just it, assumed. That, that it was a dude. It's, it's like that. It's like that old riddle or joke that's you know talks about uh, you know a, a doctor's son gets into a bad car accident and is wheeled into surgery and the surgeon comes in and says uh, I can't operate on this person this is my son but the person is not his dad what is what is the relationship with the doctor and the patient. Well, you're not supposed to realize it's his mother. But, and your but because, ingrained biases. But because of our biases, our ingrained, inborn, inbred biases. <laughs> you know, that's about as annoying uh, as people's. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I, but seriously, I, good. Mm-hmm. It's a girl and it's always mm-hmm. been a girl. So then that's one less thing for people to bitch about now. Exactly. Uh, okay, whatever. Exactly. I mean, who cares? But Tri- shame on us, though. Shame. We're terrible people. Mm-hmm. You do realize that. I do realize okay, that. Okay, good. We're probably the people who couldn't figure out that the surgeon was <laughs> the guy's mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. Wait, that doesn't compute. Can I get a back A girl to can't be a doctor. Oh. Uh, Dan in Norway. <laughs> Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey. Hey, hey what's up? You are. What's up in I Norway? A, mm. I'm a huge fan of the show. You what? Huge fan of the show. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What so time, what time is it there? What, what are you doing living in Norway? What's going on there? That I mean, you didn't always, uh, right? Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I tried to escape from Norway in 2009. Yeah. And what happened? Obama happened. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was, I was in New York and I was studying music composition. Mm-hmm. And I went back in 2017. Oh, okay. Wow. So uh, you went back to the socialist paradise that is Norway, right? Everything's great there? Everything's fantastic? I'm telling you, we're we're like four or five million people. So, Mm -hmm. and even in a small country like that, it still has its issues. I mean, my mom has this knee surgery waiting. She's been waiting for years. Really? Wow. So, I mean, we hear that all the time. It's it's interesting to hear somebody with firsthand knowledge of that. Yeah, although when I was 18 years old, I had cancer, and I Mm. actually got treated. So, you know, they decide who falls between the cracks and who don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because there's a, when they were talking about this for uh, our socialist system (laughs) that we only had partially implemented, it was called the, Mm. um, the, the whole lives system or something to that effect where... The complete live system, where the uh, where the young are more valuable than the old because they'll produce yep. as many potatoes as they eat and or produce more potatoes than they eat. But the old people, not so much. And so they won't be worth as much in society. So that's right. that's interesting that it really it kind of turned out that way in in your experience. Exactly. And I mean, we're uh, I mean, we're, we're basically just white people. But now that a lot of people have come from Syria and, you know, right. the war-stricken countries, yep. we are starting to become like Sweden, who has, you know, just basically boiling in Sweden. And uh, so the socialist country is sort of breaking down. The system is breaking down because they are, they need all the social 
mm. you know, all the finances, and, and yeah, it doesn't really work that well. Right. Right. You're having the old right and everything, you, you're getting these tensions building up. And you're feeling that in now, Norway right now, huh? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Actually, now I'm back back in the United States on a business trip. Okay. This is why I can call. Mm-hmm. So, and actually, I just wanted to, to let you know, you keep telling this quote, he's back and this time he's pissed off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know where that's from. Okay. Where is that from? Yeah, it's Weird Al Yankovic UHF. It's a movie where he's trying to build a television studio back from scratch. Yeah. And the movie trailer within this movie <laughs> is where the quote is from. Really? The return of Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, he's back in this time. Jesus Christ. Oh, my. And this time, he's pissed off. <laughs> and he has a huge machine gun standing on a truck. Huh. It's hilarious. I... Didn't know that. Wow. That's amazing. You're welcome. Uh, all right. Thank you. Uh, thanks, <laughs> that, Dan. That, Appreciate it. That movie, UHF, is thank a movie you. that no fewer than two dozen times in my life have I been told, I have to watch that, have to watch it. It's kind of like yeah. you with idiot. Yeah, I've never watched it either. I've never seen it either. I'm a bad person. Now, I thought I got that from Jaws the Revenge. Mm-hmm. He's Because the, you know, this time it's personal. And I just thought. That in my own head, I recreated it to this time. It's he's pissed off. So maybe not. Maybe somebody maybe, ripped you off a long time ago. Maybe for Al, Weird Al's uh, movie. Uh huh. Possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting though because um, my son lived in Finland, which is right next to Norway, for two years on his on his mission, and it says the same thing about the socialist program and the introduction now of diversity into these homogenous cultures. Norway, Sweden, Finland, what do they all have in common? They're small countries filled with white people that all have the same interests, that all have the same culture, that all come from generally the same sort of circumstances, that all are fine to pay into the system because we're used to it, and then you introduce diversity into that system. Huh. Now it's a little bit different, isn't it? Huh. Now you've got people from different cultures with different ideas, with a different mindset. And now you've got a system where you're paying for these people yep. too. And now you're a little pissed off. You want to be everything to huh. everyone yep. as, a, as a government? Then congratulations. Here's your opportunity to uh, put your money where your mouth is. It's and, fascinating. And when we lived in Charleston, South Carolina, the greatest city mm-hmm. on earth, our next door neighbors, um, the wife was from Norway. Mm-hmm. And um, they they said, you know what? I mean, they were great people, great people. But they said, we actually are going to move to Norway and we're going to raise our kids there. You know, there's there's a lot of advantages, blah, blah, blah. Quality mm-hmm. of life, you know, things that, that are basically given to you in so many words. Mm-hmm. They did they did several months of research and the guy was like, we're not, we're no. Nope, not ever moving to one of these socialist hell holes. They look so good from afar, but my gosh, you start doing your research and what your quality of life is going to be compared exactly. to America. Oh, it's not the same. Not a chance. Yeah. I mean, they think they're happy, and I, I guess maybe they are because they're not used to yeah. the lifestyle we have. Overton window, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're perfectly fine with your 800 square foot apartment because that's where you live because you pay 55% taxation. Well, okay. Now that I have 45% of spendable income, I can only afford 900 square feet and, and an apartment. The other interesting thing that my son Sean noticed while he was in Finland was that one of the weird things about it was nobody had their own washer dryer set oh. at their house. 
So they all had to go to some laundromat. Well, that's a huge irritation, too, compared to, I mean, just that little quality of life. Most poor people have their own washer dryer, right? Or at least a washer, and then they hang it up. (laughs) I mean, the things we take for granted in this country that are not standard for everybody uh, is really amazing. You know the average yep. the average square footage of a home in the United States is twenty five hundred square feet, hmm. and the average square footage in Finland is like eight fifty or nine hundred. It's it's a huge difference. I mean, if you don't mind living in an apartment your whole life, that's fine. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not the lifestyle we're used to here. That's not what that's not what we have. <sighs> I think we're kind of triggered right now. How many times you use the word apartment during your little? Oh mini wow, yeah, there, that's right. Which of course meant black people every time yeah. it was said. So now we got to go back and, and listen to that mm-hmm. whole rant again and <clears throat> plug in black people for every time you said the word apartment. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Homework assignment. <laughs> go ahead and do that because it won't make a lot of sense, but that's okay. It'd be fun. And poor people. Uh, and poor people. Yeah, right. Automatically means black. Automatically. Huh. Uh-huh. What about Chicago? Does that mean black? Does yes, we know that. Wait, does, does black still mean black? Because now mm-hmm. I'm confused. It's like it's got all these synonyms, but oh, does yeah. the still? Okay. Yeah. I mean, even poor people have washers and dryers in their yards in this country. That's <laughs> yeah. how rich we are. Yeah, that's where we keep okay. them in the south. Out on yeah. the front that's porch. Uh-huh. Yeah. We keep, yeah. We keep our cars. We've got some extra ones <laughs> and, out on the porch that our, don't even work. Yeah, cars and appliances. <laughs> that's, that's how wealthy we are. Thank you. We've got room for them in the house. All right, joined now by Jeffy for some reason. We don't know why. Oh, well, we of course you do. Oh, do we? I mean, I'm here to tell you about the doctor-developed WaxRx system. Oh, good. Okay, good. Because it uses uh, special wax softening drops to break down the earwax inside your ear. It has a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush that wax away. Good. Yeah. Okay. And finally, the pH conditional formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for that ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. Now, you say to yourself, my gosh, that sounds great. Sure does. Why does it sound great? Why? Because it is. Mm. It's a method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices, huh. except what? it costs less to use. And you don't have to sit in the waiting room and listen to this nasty, droning Elton John music while you wait to go get your ears blown out. I don't mind that so much. Oh, okay. Go to usewaxrx.com for a reusable earwash system You can't today. hear it when you're in there anyway because you haven't had right, your ears, you have cleaned, ears cleaned, cleaned out right. so, that's a matter. fair point oh, and yeah. I stand corrected mm-hmm. oh you hear <laughs> promo code radio gets it shipped to your house for free yeah. use waxrx.com usewaxrx.com order your reusable earwash system today don't forget that offer code radio usewaxrx.com Pat Gray only on the Blaze Radio Network Pat Gray returns. And thank you for uh, returning with me. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on uh, on Twitter. Jeffy, have you seen seen the the, uh, Aretha Franklin funeral where Ariana Grande is, she's done singing. I think she's, she sang her thing that you make me feel like a natural woman. 
And then the pastor comes over to gives her. Gives her a hug. Gives her a nice little hug. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, just, it's a precious moment. It's a, it's a special Why moment. You can talk her something. You had to apologize for giving her a hug. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's sad. <laughs> He should have apologized for the, you know, for the joke. Had Donald Trump made the Ariana Grande joke, the Taco Bell joke, yeah. Oh my gosh, should have should End have apologized times. for that. That's yes. not cool. The hug, come on now. She's she's a little girl. She's twenty five. I know, but she put her. She's small. She's a small framed. Human. Right, right. So you so should be careful about where your hand yeah, is I know, going. You're not thinking about that. Let's take a look at it and see what uh, actual people think of this, rather than you. I'm sure that the, well, um, I'm not actual oh, people. there it is. Uh, look at that. I mean, he. Holy I mean, it gets crap. worse. It gets worse. Your daughter tells me, Dad, got his you finger are on there. 60. So he's got his hand when wrapped around Ariana her on the program, to her breastages. Something at Taco Bell. Not, not oh, 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 you got a real Girl, let me give you oh all my. your respect. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Did y'all enjoy this <laughs> icon? She's an icon herself. Come on. She turns look at back. him. But she and turns back around and do it. Oh, shut up. No, she did not. Look at Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, play oh, that back. Oh, oh my gosh. His hand is on her back. He is feeling her up there. Feeling that her is up. just on. He's. Because. Uh, wow. I have to man. brush up my 28 year old daughter tells me, Dad, you are old at 60. <laughs> when I saw Ariana Grande on the program, I thought that was a new something at Taco Bell. <laughs> Girl, let me give you all your respect. <laughs> And then she goes, me too. Did y'all enjoy this icon? She's an icon herself. Come on. Look at that. She's trying to get Look, away. Oh my. She's trying to get away. It's so uncomfortable to watch that. And That's she even way... slips in the whole me too when it doesn't even fit to what he is saying. I think she's saying hashtag me too. Wow. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> it's worse than I thought it was. Jeffy. Because he really, gro- I mean, he's groping her there at the end. Okay. He's groping her. Didn't he apologize okay. for groping her? Didn't he apologize, he apologize for that? Apologize for the, you know, the yeah. or just the Taco hug, Bell thing, the unseemly hug. I'll tell you. So he admitted to an unseemly hug. I, I don't know if it was unseemly. I don't know the. That's my word, not his. Hold on. What was uh, his word? I'd like to see I, what I, his not, word was. He, he apologized for the hug. Apparently, he hugged her too much or something. Hugged her too much? Yeah. No, it, it's groping her breast yeah. is the problem. Too there. many apologies being circulated or requests for apologies so that's, around that's that fast. funeral, and I'm trying to find which one this one applies to. I mean, everybody's worried about the way Bill Clinton looked while uh, she was singing. Oh, yeah. Do we have that still shot at all of, uh, of this? You know, he's smiling at her and he's watching her yeah. perform. I, I mean, what do you want him to do? I, I'm not sure that. I mean, I, I don't know that Bill Clinton did anything wrong. He's just watching her perform Hold on the Blaze TV right now. Look at Bill Clinton in the background with his mouth wide open. He's like. Hey, I wanna, I wanna do that. What that bishop's doing right now? Oh, he's got his mouth open, drool running down his cheek. But still, go. the real issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is the groping? Oh, absolutely. From the reverend or what? Too friendly of a hug. That's, the pastor says that's creepy. Too friendly of a hug. Yeah, that's what I thought. Thanks. Creepy. It's not groping, but we'll leave it at that. that was too friendly a hug. Groping is the movement, I think. So and that there was, was a lot of movement from were, her. Were those um, his words? Too friendly a hug. Yeah. Okay. That's the quote here. Uh, wow. That's what I thought. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what, what people mostly talked about on Twitter was Clinton. Yeah. They, Gross. How is yeah. he still so creepy? And Ew. I, and I, st- <laughs> and I, I in fact, I, I, there's a picture on one of the pictures that I had tweeted and, and Instagrammed out that has, you know, shows all four of them at that time. You know, the, the, uh, the three pastors mm-hmm. and the three reverends and Bill. 
Uh, and there were, I mean, it's difficult for me to realize that what they're standing right behind her, how they're not supposed to look at her. Yeah. And, you know, look, is he a, right. is he a dirty old man? Probably. <laughs> right. You know, saying, probably. What, what is he supposed to be? Probably you know, what is he, is he She's performing. Right. And he's right in front of her. I of mean, course you're going to yeah, look at her. right there. Yeah. So uh, the uh, Bishop Charles Ellis III oh. said it would never be my intention to touch any woman's breast. Wouldn't be your intention, but that's what you did. Well. Maybe I crossed the border. Maybe I was too friendly or familiar. I apologize. Well, yeah, he was crossing the border because he's going to Taco Bell, apparently. It's <laughs> kind of an admission. Uh, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Seems like it to me. Seems like it, Jeffy? <clears throat> Does it seem like it to you that that was an admission? No. As his attorney. No. Okay. <laughs> I hug all the female artists and the male artists. Oh, that sounds like... I want to hear Michael Jackson say that. I hug all the female <laughs> artists and the male artists. <laughs> right here. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. I hug all the female artists... Oh, and the male artist. And then the 12 year old boy children. Those are your male artists. I love the 12 year old boy children. Uh, everybody that was up, I shook love their the, hands. I love the children. And hugged them. That's what we are all about in the church. <laughs> be the Catholic church. We are all about love. The last thing I want to do is to be love. a distraction to the state. Thank children. you. Children. This is all about Aretha Franklin. And my right Thank hand. Thank you. Okay. I threw that last part in. Wow. Interesting stuff, though. I mean, uh, some interesting stuff came out of two funerals Boy, over no the weekend. About that. I, I just like, come on. <sighs> Big We're time. 2018 so America, baby. Crazy now. 2018 America. The yeah. McCain funeral was insane, too. It well, really yeah, was. with Obama making political statements, President Bush making political statements. I mean, I, we, uh, uh, our girl from uh, Alaska, Sarah Palin, not there, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, right. uh, Uma Abedin was there. I saw her come up and give Lindsey Graham a hug. Oh, my gosh. Really? Uh, that was nice. Well, she was part of the funeral. Oh uh, she was there. So, so apparently she got invited. Wow. Uh, and it was nice to hear uh, It was nice to hear the McCain family uh, on the podium uh, thank the President of the United States for allowing uh, Air Force Two. It wouldn't be Air Force Two since the vice president was on it, but the actual airplane that's used uh, to you know transport the family and John McCain back from Arizona to Washington, D.C. Oh, Except wait. They no. didn't. Yeah, no. Except for they didn't. (laughs) You know, so that's all. I I don't want to be too hard on the family. They're grieving. I know, I know, I know. And, you know, I think they were fulfilling his wishes. Mm -hmm. Look. That's true. Here's the thing. Um, This president and John McCain did not like each other. Right. Everybody knows it. It's not a secret. Uh, McCain didn't support virtually anything that uh, Trump did, although he voted with, for him 83% of the time, voted with him um, for his policies 83% of the time. But, you know, he continually hammered him in the press when he in interviews, and so they were not friends. No. And so it would be really disingenuous now to pretend like they, they were. were. And it would would have been disingenuous of the of the McCain family probably to say, yeah, why don't you come to his funeral? When McCain wouldn't like that, right? He, he didn't want that, right? So you know you're 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 torn between that, and I and I understand that completely. But then you know either way they're going to get beat up, right? They they he doesn't get invited, so he goes golfing. He gets killed. Yes, he gets killed because he's golfing. You're golfing the on the day of the funeral. funeral. Um, yeah. Okay, what mm-hmm. what was I supposed to do? 
be in a dark room all by myself all so, day? Let's think this through. Yes. We had Bush yes. and Obama speak. <laughs> uh-huh. If you are the McCain family, do you want to risk Donald Trump speaking at John McCain's funeral? Think that he would be. He oh, would, no, he would I, expect I, to, to. No, speak. I wouldn't have him speak, but no. to be there. Okay, yes. but then, then yeah. are you going to have Bush and Obama speak, but not Trump? Because then that becomes yes. a whole other thing. Yeah, but I mean, at least the president would have been there, right? You would have had him there, and and maybe on the dais. I, I don't know. Um, oh well, Don's not going to sit in the crowd. Yeah, I was going to go to the right. funeral. They wanted, yeah, they invited me, but they wanted me to sit in the in the general admissions. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be sitting next to Uma. Sorry, not going to happen. <laughs> Although I should thank her husband for uh, allowing me to assume the office of the presidency, since that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it's, it's part of it. Yeah, it yeah. sure is. That's part of it. He's still in jail, so let him be. Boy, I wonder, we got to get an update on him, a little wiener he's, update. I know, he's still in jail. Hmm. How long is he going to be in jail? 20, I think the, I've it forgotten was 21 how long, months. 21, 21 months? Yeah, it was almost two years. And how long, have we been, how long has he been there now, um, so far? Just under a year. Okay. Just under yeah, 12, so, right? so in yeah. September... He was sentenced to 21 months, as you said, August, July, June. So June of 2019. Looks like he's going to be getting out. So, like, next next year, she's still got a good 10 months-ish, right? 10 months-ish. Can he get out early, or is that a federal sentence? I think that is what he ended up... uh, Yeah, that was the deal. Boy, Trump should pardon him. You're doing 21, get over it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, 888-900-3393. We've got you in the fat with Jeffy coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Time for uh, chewing the fat now with Jeffy. <laughs> uh, we can we get to the fat pile in a minute. Now I know that off the record, all we want to do is talk football. So I mean that's it. I mean really, that's all that's we all do we when we're that's not on that's the all air. All we do is talk football. So I mean it's, uh, yes. it's a natural. Tra- I mean I've got I've got stories in the fat pile here that have been there for a few days, and all I want to do is talk football. Still. <laughs> I, look, I mean so, people are always asking me, well, what do you think about the Kavanaugh here? What do you think about the Trump, the Mueller gear? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't did somebody know. die? Because if not, who cares, man? Just keep moving. Is it is it about football? No, then I'm not interested. <laughs> I just <laughs> right. I don't care. So, right. I mean, the, that's the way it is, right? I mean, yes. Seriously, that's right the way now it is. It is. Yeah. Yes. And, and this weekend, <clears throat> thank you, Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, we've got college and NFL and oh, more man. on trivia on Friday right. on this broadcast. Well, yeah. Right. Tomorrow, so, tomorrow, ahead of the uh, season opener between uh, my Falcons and Stu's Eagles, we're going to do our over-unders. We already have the board set up in here. Is we, Stu actually going to be here? He will be yeah. here tomorrow. I, yes. I don't know. That I is he coming for uh, yeah. more on trivia, One too? o'clock Eastern. I'm going to let him tell you himself. All right. Because. <clears throat> oh, I wouldn't want him to work on Friday. Okay. Uh, that would after his show after the three yeah, after right? radio no yeah because uh, that's a little much yeah that's a tough week for him <laughs> put him on the spot tomorrow gentlemen <laughs> anyway what did you want to say about football well you know look I know that uh, I, I, I've become you've turned me into a fan of BYU but not and too I, much of a I really fan. want them to do one of the reasons that I want them to why do, do you keep well, uh, why do you keep bashing him then 
Why? Well, because I don't want to eat your stupid underwear. There you go. See, <laughs> I want them to lose. Okay. They need to lose a game. Maybe you shouldn't have said that. They need to lose. Well, they're not going to be five and zero. Let's be honest. That's not going to be. That's <laughs> yeah, not. They could going be five and zero. And you know what, Pat? They could be five and zero. And your team could maybe someday join a conference, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I, okay, it it's that not going to happen. That too will happen. I guarantee it. By twenty twenty two, they'll be in a conference. That's the only reason I a Power Five conference. Only reason I want BYU to do well is because I'm so mad at the Big Twelve for not for dissing. Uh, I'd like to tell them uh, I, if I've, if the they Big ever come crawling back, I'd like to tell them shove it. Me too. Oh, there's so many things they a Nebraska fan wants to tell BYU uh, Big Twelve conference. Can you imagine well, how Nebraska, BYU Nebraska they won't play in the rain? Why do they need to be in a Big Twelve? <laughs> conference? Nebraska actually to um, Big actually did want to play on Sunday, and then Akron said, "Ah, oh, it's yeah, going to rain again, right. and we don't have a place to stay tonight." Right. So, tell you what, no. I blame that on Akron. Anyway. Anyway, uh, it would be great. Uh, Can you imagine how BYU, let's say you take BYU and Boise State, which could have happened, both teams wanted in. You bring both those schools into the Big 12, that doesn't enhance that conference? That the conference huge. In a huge Huge way. way? Especially Especially after, you know, Keith Wright. You got Nebraska. Yep. Uh, You had Texas A&M and Missouri. Yep. Gone. Yep. Um, they you've need, got, they need you've some got bump. two football yes. powers. I don't care yes. how big Boise's market is. You've got no, two please. football powers. Please. And BYU is is a, one of the strongest traveling schools in the country. Yeah. So you've got fans all over the country. It's stupid yep. for them not to belong stupid. to the conference. And I'm not even a salesman for even BYU. If, or you could go, you could have gone. If you wanted a Texas based team, you go BYU Houston. Uh, yeah. I think. And then you got a big market uh, along with BYU and their incredible fan base, and then you've got another great pairing. It would have enhanced yeah, the, the Big Twelve. But hold on, it's the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. They have eleven schools. They why have would ten you, schools. Why, why would you want um, the Big a Twelve? 12? Has ten schools. I'm sorry. I, I quickly glanced at ten full members, eleven affiliate members. I apologize. So why would you want the point being twelve mm-hmm. teams in the Big Twelve? <laughs> well, I don't know. What do you have? Th- is are there fourteen teams in the Big Ten? Is that what it is? Look at yeah. you flip yeah. this. I mean, it's Sir? ridiculous. I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say that one. I mean, that's why. The, that's why the best conference doesn't have numbers. It's just the SEC. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, math is hard, man. And yeah. thank you, thank you. you. Don't have to figure Don't even out. bring math into it, you know. Congratulations to Dick Sporting Goods uh, as they. Uh, Tell everyone that, uh, look, the, the fallout from our uh, gun sales <laughs> policy uh, and lower demand of that Under Armour products, that contributed to our weak results. And mm-hmm. we saw that coming. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Oh, okay. Thank you. No, no, no. Congratulations. No, no they, they admitted that they thought they would have a different clientele after this gun ban thing. And guess what? what Liberals says. don't do too much uh, athletics, I suppose. I don't know what it is, but uh, that didn't happen for them. Oh, well, oh there's no shame. doubt about that. And, don't, and I think we, if we learned anything over this past, uh, past week with the uh, possible, uh, with the attempt to uh, uh, boycott In-N-Out burgers, don't mess with conservatives' food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, no, you can you can you can say you're going to boycott anything you want, but you start talking about boycotting food, man. We're, <laughs> we're shutting you down. We show up at the places <laughs> you you ain't lying. <laughs> we are shutting you down, baby. Yeah, we'll stand in line for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, stepping down from her uh, role as uh, they wanted her to be an actress and be a trans actress. Only she wasn't trans, yeah. So she stepped down on that, but. Uh, the uh, disability uh, charity uh, slammed the BBC for casting the able-bodied actor Charlie Heaton in the new ad- adaptation of Elephant Man. 
the uh, Stranger Things star Charlie Heaton is going to take the role of Elephant Man in the BBC's new drama. And uh, the Scope charity said, uh, oh, well, no, they should have let They're letting an able-bodied actor play Joseph Merrick. And they started giving them a hard time about that. So they're making him think about that. And just for gosh. the elephant man. So do you have to have that elephant man disease in order to play the elephant I man? I guess now? so. I mean, seriously. What come happened on. to all equal? If if you're gonna, all equal, everything's if you if you're good enough to get the role, you're good enough to get the role. That's just un- un- it doesn't matter if if a if a, a handicapped person has an able bodied uh position. Right. Uh, that's fine, right? Uh huh. Where it would have been and I don't say better, but it would have been different. <clears throat> Uh, had an able-bodied person played a particular role. So? Mm-hmm. And now it's exactly opposite. It's turned mm-hmm. upside down. I mean, it's... It's insane. It absolutely is insane. It's just gotten so ridiculous. Um, House of Cards, season six. You know, the last... If you ever do um, Pride of the Yankees again, you got to find somebody with Lou Gehrig's disease. So I guess well, you what need, are the odds, though, that you're going to find you're not going to you, find you're not going to find somebody named Lou Gehrig, no. like the guy who actually got Lou Gehrig's disease. That is so so bizarre that that happened. Insane. What are the odds oh, that a man named Lou Gehrig would get, would get Lou, Lou Gehrig's, Gehrig's disease? disease. I know, I mean, that, he should have been you, forewarned when he was born. I mean, a lot of people that. have gotten. Don't name your kid uh, Lou. You know, obviously, <laughs> for instance, uh, the smart guy uh, Stephen Hawking mm-hmm. had Lou Gehrig's disease. Right. But his name wasn't that. So, no. I mean, the odds were not as astronomical as when Lou Gehrig got it. <laughs> Am I right? Or, no, you're 100% is it, right. Is it 100% too soon right. on Lou Gehrig? Or? You're 100% right. In fact, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's so bad. That's so ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. But that's how, that's how ridiculous it's become. It is. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. I, I just don't understand. I, I really don't. I'm lost sometimes. And that's easy to do anyway. Mm-hmm. House of Cards, uh, last season, coming yeah. uh, season six. And we figured, uh, I wondered what they do with, uh, uh, you know, Kevin Spacey's character, Frank Underwood. And everybody figured, hey, uh, you know. And we found out, gonna right? going to kill him off. We have found out. They, they, they leaked uh, a clip on their Twitter uh, for the season six with uh, Claire Underwood uh, talking. And uh, here you have it. Okay. I'll tell you this, though, Francis. When they bury me, it won't be in my backyard. And when they pay their respects, they'll have to wait in line. Uh, Daddy and... Wow. Now, I will... So... They don't say what happened to him. Not at that anyway. No, but he he had already suffered... uh, a uh, heart attack, I think, at one point in, in one episode of the show. He oh, was yeah? in the hospital for a while, yeah. Okay. And uh, so, I mean, he was... Some health issues. Yeah. Um, however, I will say that that particular clip, and I know that we you know, don't want to say anything bad about about actresses or actors, and, you know, mm-hmm. any of that, but Robin Wright, who's playing Claire Underwood, um, yeah. fought for the same amount of money as Kevin Spacey. Right. Bring that show and said, you know, I'm worth just the same as Kevin. Yeah, killed and, him for it. Uh, right. I mean, that's uh, rough. So they gave her one last season. They're only giving her a few. They're not even giving her a full season, really. I mean, they're calling it a full season, but it's six or eight episodes, and then it's, that's it. It's oh, over. Wow. And if that acting is any indication of the rest of the final season, I was going to say uh, that is not that good. That's not. That wasn't it is good. Not good at all. Not. 
not good. I, I did. I thought that was horrible. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. do camera straight on. You know, address the audience. But she does. She's been. A, well. She's been great. Hmm. Huh. I mean, I don't know what her deal is there, but I mean, she's been a, a yeah. really good. I like bad her as person. an actress. Yeah, she's yeah, been a really good bad person all through House of Cards, mm-hmm. and there's been you know. There's has not been very many moments like that during House of Cards where you think, okay, come on, you can do a little bit better than that. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. have another take. Mm-hmm. You, you got enough money on this slate. Mm-hmm. We can afford another take. And uh, but that one, if that's the scene, yeah, bad, ooh, really bad. Come on, mm-hmm. and, and she's been good ever yes. since Princess Bride when I when she first came on the scene, and so uh, that's unusual that she. Didn't look good there. No, she did. I mean, she as far looked, as acting she looked, skills, she right, looks fine. But, right. Yes. You know, the acting skills were not and good. And she asked, uh, they asked her about uh, giving Kevin Spacey a, a second chance. She and did? They they asked her about oh, it. Oh, they asked her about they it. They asked her about it. Yeah, she did an interview. You know, well, she can't say, yes, give him a second chance. You and, can't do that. Well. She'd be torn to shreds in Hollywood. Do you think Robin Wright is going to say, give Kevin a second chance? No. Robin Wright? No. But she said, look, uh, it's good that they're friends. Yeah, uh, her and Kevin are friends uh-huh. because a quote from her: well, "I haven't reached out to him." Uh, yeah, I haven't <laughs> reached out to him. I heard are that like a me? year ago, and she still hasn't reached right. out to him. Right? Wow. So her answer to uh, does he deserve a second chance in a career? I don't know how to comment on that. I really don't. I believe every human being has the ability to reform. Has the ability to reform. In that sense, second chances or whatever you're going to call it. Absolutely. I believe in that. It's called growth. <laughs> Wait. But, uh, yeah, and it, uh, like you said, it's a good thing they're good friends. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, man. You know, they, they, she could have really, said they... something kind of <laughs> negative about him, and that would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> for good so, news on the Kevin Spacey front, for him, is he was just cleared of any criminal charges in mm-hmm. Hollywood in Los Angeles. So they said, yeah, we're not going to we're not going to press any charges. And not good him. for him. But I mean and I, good. I don't know if it is or not, but you know, he at least he doesn't have to worry about that too. Well, Robin has lost his as, entire career. Robin is just as bad as any of them letting it all happen. Yeah. You're not telling me that she oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, the world knew. But and I guess they did and there's a lot of indications that there were issues and and uh and yeah. there, it was joked about on yeah. shows. Um, so it was a far, fairly well-known Hollywood secret. Yes, <laughs> non-secret, yes. non-secret. Yes, but he hasn't been. He hasn't been tried. He hasn't been convicted. He hasn't even been successfully sued by any of the victims. So because, again, there's no due due process here. Right. The guy's career is completely, completely over, over, and nobody's proven one thing against him. And you know, right. Right, I mean, what was, and we just all assume he's just, just he's he just guilty. guilty. He's guilty, and look, he's guilty. And when we know, get him that, out of there. We know that. Look, if if you're working on House of Cards, if I'm working on House of Cards, and Kevin Spacey, and I'm I've been working, I'm making money. I'm, my, you know, you know, House of Cards is making money. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going for another two or three seasons. You've got work, and Kevin Spacey comes up and and grabs you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, there, right? Bishop Ellis in the house. I mean, you just say okay. <laughs> No, Kevin. We'll talk to you later. And that happened to a few people, right? I mean, you push him away. Even said it, they it, said, "No, Kevin, come on, man." And, yes. and he moved on. That's true. And he moved on. So I mean, true. I, you know, I, the bad guy. Yeah. But again, not, but can we stand up for ourselves now? If you work with him and you're afraid that he's going to have you fired from the movie that or the TV show you know, or whatever that you're that together too. on. 
I if mean, you believe in something, <clears throat> if you think something is wrong, and you can't stand up for yourself, that's your fault. That's not mine. I'm sorry. I'm but, sorry. But when, when have it's going to be ever, a lot of women that disagree with you on that. When have, I know that. I know that. Have you tested mm-hmm. this theory? Because when have you thought anything is wrong? I just said that. that Especially I when think, it comes to touching. Right. You know. so, so. Not the voice of I reason mean, here. But look, you tell me no, I stop. That's <laughs> It's a good rule of thumb. I've started yeah. that the last few years, actually. That's a, that's yeah. a good rule of this thumb. This whole Me Too thing is yeah. really... Yeah, millions yeah, of women, really think. Millions yeah, of really women listening to the show just yelled <laughs> no at their radio. Okay. So <laughs> another thing you know I'm tired of is making feel bad about the whole transgender world. I just saw a big article on transgenders and Uber and how they feel like they're being... Uh, uh, being discriminated against, and now I get this big story coming out of uh, the United Kingdom, where the woman left in tears because her bank account was frozen because she sounded like a man over a phone. Well, that's because maybe she's a man transitioning to a woman. Oh, Only man. she's not really 100% transitioning; she's just trans. And she is originally from Portugal, but look, she's living so in the UK now because she so tired. She couldn't live in Portugal uh, because of family issues yeah so she can move to the united kingdom where she feels you know more more open to do this mm-hmm. and now she's fighting she doesn't want uh other transgender people to be treated the same way the humiliating telephone ordeal because she changed her information online but when she called the bank the banker person said you don't sound like that name again we're, we're, we're gonna have to deny all reality you don't sound like we're gonna that have to name. deny <laughs> science and facts. facts and i'm so and no, audio audio, audio evidence they said they said my voice did not match my profile so how dare they so she had to go in that's unbelievable she had to go into the bank that's unbelievable. she had to go into the bank and my my one of my favorite parts of yeah got some banking to do this <laughs> is <laughs> sylvia over here so Sophie, Sophie. sorry, I forgot my name for a second. Sophia, over here. Okay, so I work. I work as a woman. I identify myself as a woman. Yeah, and I look good Uh as a woman. Oh, let me see. For the first time time in my life, I felt embarrassed about being who I am. Oh no, we don't want that. We don't want that. I mean, beautiful isn't the word. I, you know, beautiful. Oh, that is one of the most. That is the most beautiful. If you're woman watching I've on Blaze Television. I mean, that's gorgeous. I mean, that's there she is holding up the that's bank. That's actually the bank card. Is so beautiful. Uh, angry. Um, Look at that. So ugh. beautiful. I know. God. So very beautiful. Ugh. Ugh. Wow, she beautiful. She told her son, mm-hmm. uh, or his son, uh, <laughs> who's old enough now. And I said, the woman you know will be coming there, out. There's another will be coming photo. out more often. So beautiful. That's she's what really, saying. really uh, lovely. And you can understand her frustration with the bank. Super lovely. You give a good massage. Yeah, she's a beautiful hands. What do you mean you locked my account? This is Sophia. <laughs> it's hard to believe that a manly voice would come out of that beautiful I know. woman. You I know. So uh, I understand. I'm confused now. <laughs> and so yesterday I go to a Sam's Club. Uh-huh. And uh, I just, just pick up something and stop off on the way home. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the date again? It is uh, September, September 5th. 5th. September 5th, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, September 5th. We're coming September up on September 5th. 5th. So the next big holiday is Halloween, right? Mm, yeah. Something like that, I guess. Oh, I think so there's I go flag in, I walk, day in there. Somewhere. What is it? I don't know. Maybe not. Oh, yeah, flag day. Who doesn't no, celebrate Constitution that? Constitution Day's coming up, right? Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, we party on Constitution Day. <laughs> we should. Oh, we really man. should, man. Well, we break out the Bill of Rights yeah, and uh-huh. just sit around the fire and 
burn uh-huh. the Constitution, uh-huh. as we want to do as Americans. But continue. Sorry. And uh, I walk into Sam's Club, and ta-da, if you're watching on Blaze Television, ta-da, Christmas decorations out at Sam's Club, oh, yeah. baby. <laughs> wow. Time to move on. Wow. My, now, of course, my wife is all happy, but uh, yeah. she would like to I decorate, keep the house decorated as Christmas 24-7. That is early, but, I mean, that's what they do now. I know. They've done that for I know. a while. And there's some nice stuff that's not going to be around Christmas time. Right. Some of that stuff, time to get it now. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm just telling you, this is a you know, this is more of a PSA for you Christmas lovers out <laughs> Thank there. You. Get to Sam's. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> appreciate that. We'll finish up with uh, uh, chewing the fat in just a second. But let me tell you about a situation that could arise. Uh, this is a fast-growing crime in America where thieves find your uh, title and mortgage online because they're all stored there now. And all they do is transfer it over to a state quit title deed, forge your signature, which is super easy for them to do. And then they now they they own your home and they take that to another bank and take out a like a a home loan against your equity. And sometimes that can be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And all of a sudden you're supposed to make payments to a bank you've never heard of. You don't know anything about because they have done this to you. This is worse than identity theft because because it can reap them so much money and it's so easy to do. They did they did this for me, Home Title Lock, to show me just how easy it is to to find your mortgage and then and transfer it all over and forge your signature. Fifteen minutes. It took them fifteen minutes to do this. So what do you do about it? Because there's no bank, there's no identity theft program, there's no insurance that protects you from this. Do what I did. Sign up today for Home Title Lock. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title and your mortgage. And the second they detect any kind of tampering, uh, they're on it to shut it all down. So find out if you're already a victim of title fraud by getting your $60 search free when you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com. Do it right now. Have the peace of mind that this can't happen to you because for a growing number of people, it's already happened. HomeTitleLock.com Pat Gray Unleashed On the Blaze Radio Network Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. And finishing up with uh, Jeffy and Chewing the Fat. So are you finished with Jack Ryan yet? No. No, I'm not. I mean, it's like seven episodes. I think it's What's eight. the holdup? It's eight episodes. No, it's like seven. I mean, What's the holdup? We don't go. The holdup is nobody watches as much as you do. I mean, let's, let's move on. <laughs> don't have time to watch an entire series in one night. You don't have time to night. watch seven episodes? Not in one night, no. Not, the the no, longest one was episode one. The rest of them are like 40, 50 minutes. Big deal. I, I mean, anyway, but I, I to to question their, uh, the, uh, the, the struggling uh, people that hate Jack Ryan in the episodes. And there are uh, eight, uh, by the whatever. way, not seven. Yeah, there whatever. are eight. So what? So there's, the longest one is still eight episodes. Big deal. Yes. Well, it's a day. Oh, my God. I swear. Anyway. What do you have the time? I swear. Okay. Yeah. I watch your lifestyle. Kind of. Not really. I mean, you sleep for three or four hours. Uh-huh. Uh, that's all you need in life. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I will say that uh, for the hatred of Jack Ryan being too American and all of this on that, um, 
his partner and uh, boss uh, that works Muslim. for the CIA mm-hmm. uh, is, practices Islam. Yeah. Um, and, and so they uh, made sure that they they had, you know, the, the American right-thinking normal Muslim to and portray he, that. Right. They right. made sure they did that right? because they knew that there was blowback coming there. And by way. the way, in the show. But now you're not even supposed to be patriotic anymore, I guess. In the show, they, they show uh, France being the most racist of anyone. Yeah. Uh, how they, you're either French or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the series. I thought it was it was fun to watch. I think it's it good. I, I've, I've seen it called little, disappointing and all that. I, the, the I'm ending, not disappointed. The ending kind of disappointed me. Oh, it did? Let's see. You haven't made it, so ah, I don't want to talk it. to you. Yeah, it didn't, though. You'll, you'll be happy. I mean, it's the way you want it to end. Yeah, but I would I would have done it differently. That's all. Okay, but they didn't ask me. No, Amazon did not call me. It's a shocker. I, they, look, I, I'm available. Shocker. I know I'm available. But they, are you available though? You're always watching something. Can you can you pause it long enough to talk to Amazon yeah, about the direction of their series? <laughs> I have a remote. Thing. Okay, pause and we. All right, you go and do things. You come back and you start it again. Right. Okay. I, yeah, it's makes not sense. a difficult. No, it's thing. not. It's not that tough. I mean, it really it's is just a, not that tough. Because you got, I had to get through it this last weekend though. Because you know, you got, I'm almost done with Ozark now. I mean, that's. <laughs> and how many episodes are in Ozark? Yeah, Ozark's got like ten or eleven. Oh. Uh, is it just one season? This is season two. Okay. You gonna yeah, have time yeah. to watch football this fall, or? Yeah, you know, you don't I watch <laughs> every got game time for everything on. On any broadcast, anytime, anywhere. You have to watch every game. Are there any French independent films you haven't seen? I mean, is there any? There's a couple left. He's working on it, though. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed. Here's a uh, frightening story for you. Global warming is so bad; it's so catastrophic oh, now. No. What now? That it is actually controlling certain sporting events. Say what? And I'm not talking about you know just because it's there's a storm, the sporting event is canceled. I'm talking about the outcome. Of who wins or who loses in a sport like tennis, let's say. Okay. For instance, Roger Federer, one of the world's greatest players, maybe one of the greatest of all time. He he just lost at the U.S. Open to somebody who wasn't ranked in the top 50 in the world. It's never happened before. Why did it happen this time? Global warming. Really? Climate change. What in the world? Now, now I'm Keith, now I care. Yeah, well, I mean, this is how catastrophic and how unbelievable it's become. Federer, who is ranked number two in the world, seemed to struggle all night in New York in the heat and humidity at Arthur Ashe Stadium, losing in a fourth round upset, which is the quarterfinals, to John Millman, 
Somebody you've never heard of. Why? Because he's ranked only 55th in the world. What a loser. So here's what Federer had to say after the match. Uh-huh. It was hot. Okay. It was just one of those nights where I guess I felt I couldn't get air. There was no circulation at all. Global warming. Wait, he didn't say global warming, did he? Um, well, let's see. No. This was the first time Federer mm-hmm. lost to a player outside the top 50. To some, the comments by Federer may sound like sour grapes, but they also underscore a growing problem, increasing nighttime temperatures. <laughs> okay. I want to think this So he didn't necessarily say it was climate change, but the media is saying it for him. And which uh, media source would that be specifically? The New York Times. Okay. <clears throat> Under climate change, overall temperatures are rising. Oh, 2018 oh. is on track to be the fourth Warmest year on record. Bum, bum, bum. I love that because uh, they normally say the warmest on record. It's always on track to be the warmest. No on matter track. on track. On track. We're on track to be the warmest. They're actually only, they can't even make that lie stick. So they're doing the fourth largest. Now, why would it only be the fourth warmest if this keeps getting worse and worse and worse? How is it not the hottest of all time? Yep. Hmm. It's on track, though, to be the fourth. So the warming isn't happening evenly, they say. Summer nights have warmed at nearly twice the rate of summer days. Average overnight low temperatures in the U.S. have increased 1.4 degrees per per century (laughs) since 1895. Wait. Then it's just part of what happens, right? It's gone up 1.4. It's gone up. Unreal. What? uh, 2.1 degrees. Whatever. Uh, you know what I thought you were going to say? I so wish you were going to say this. It's not been warming evenly. On Federer's side of the court, it's been warm yeah, and muggy. On his hotter. opponent's side, mm-hmm. it's been a nice, cool, breezy 72 degrees. While daytime temperatures above 90 have been per- a persistent problem at this U.S. Open. Yeah, it's summertime in New York. Oh, good gosh. Uh, forcing officials to offer players heat breaks and suspend junior <laughs> matches. Conditions Monday night were not much cooler. Temperatures hovered in the mid-80s with the humidity for much of the match above 70%. That's clear-cut climate change, global warming, catastrophe. It just cost Roger Federer uh, his match in the U.S. Open quarterfinals. Hey, Pat. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to give you a heads up. I don't know. I don't know, I, maybe you can look and see when this tournament wraps up um, while I read the weather forecast for the next several days. Um, uh, today, 89 for a high temperature in New York. And yeah, then, see, that's hot. Mm-hmm. Thursday, 93. 93 is really hot. Friday, 79. 79. Mm, Saturday, 76 with an overnight low of Gosh. 63. Sunday, 71, and then remaining in the 70s for the next couple of days after. Good heavens. But that's called weather. Yeah, it's called New and, York um, in the summertime and heading into it. fall. That's what happens. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's so it's so ridiculous. It is so, and they they do this with a straight face, and they act like if we don't swallow it, we're akin to uh, Holocaust deniers. That's that, and that is shameful that it you is. would even it is go down that road with your analogies. Pathetic. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, ABC World News Tonight was number one again. It looks like um, they're probably going to be number one for the year. Whoa, Lester Holt having trouble or something? This is 29 weeks in a row that they've uh, they've won the battle in total viewers. Can you even name 
who's on the ABC World News Tonight broadcast? Because I, I didn't. When I read the headline, I thought, uh, wow, uh, let's see. Peter Jennings has been dead for years. <laughs> who's on that show? I have a guess, but I don't know if it's right. What is your guess? Is it David Muir or yes, something? Yes, okay. it's David Muir. Yeah, and the only reason I know that is because he used to be on really, really early in the morning, and I would have that on all of the time, show prepping in Charleston. But uh, if I hadn't had that experience in my life, I'd be clueless, man. Yeah, it's, I mean. And I only know that because I visit my 93-year-old grandmother in Atlanta who actually still watches. She's the only person left in America that watches the national news. And so it's always on, but I don't sit there. After him, I have no idea. I don't know anybody who watches the network news anymore. Mm-hmm. My 93-year-old grandmother. There was a time when you got, you got, you gathered maybe around the TV set at 5 o'clock or whatever the Six o'clock, depending on what part of the country you live in. And you'd watch the CBS Evening News or World News Tonight or NBC Night Oil News with Tom Broca. NBC Night Oil News. I'm Tom Broca. Tonight in Jalalabad. In Jalalabad. So you'd watch one of those guys because you knew who they were. You, you maybe grew up with them. You like them. You've become com- you're familiar with them. Yeah. They're You're comfortable with them. Yeah. And you believe them. You trust them. But that, I think those times are long gone. I couldn't tell you who does the CBS Evening News. I can only tell you NBC Nightly News is uh, Lester Holt because Jeffy's, Jeffy's got some obsession. And oh my strange gosh, obsession look and at fetish my, with him. Look at my screen right now. What did I just get right when you said that? A G-chat from one Jeff Fisher. He wants to make sure we know Lester Holt, NBC. Yes, thank you, yeah, Jeffy. We, we, got we that. know that. We're good, man. Because of your obsession, Jeff, Jeffy, we, we, we get it. We got it. <laughs> <clears throat> but I bet you the average American couldn't tell you who is the anchor on any of those newscasts. Strange. Hmm. But it's David Muir, and he's number one. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, meanwhile, <clears throat> the Astros removed a fan... Uh, from their stadium the other night because he was carrying a banner protesting a domestic violence charge of uh, one of the Astros pitchers. So all he did was put up a sign that said, Houston domestic violence hotline number, and then it gives the number. They came in and extricated him from from the stadium because he was protesting uh, Roberto Osuna and he apparently had some domestic. Now he he maintains his innocence. Uh, so, but this fan has apparently come to the ballpark at Minute Maid, and and carried signs every night. And this is the first time they kicked him out. But it's interesting because if people are going to start doing this now, like the NFL players are protesting during football games, and fans are bringing their grievance to the stadium and putting up signs of protest. Uh, I think the teams, these teams and their owners in every sport are going to have to come to grips with what they're willing to tolerate at these at these games, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, soccer, tennis, whatever. Do we want every stadium to be a hotbed of political and social protest now? Because I think we're headed that way. And I don't think the owners are going to want this. So are they going to get all kinds of crap? When they start doing things like this, like removing the guy, look, this is a baseball game. Okay. He's not even pitching tonight. 
take your sign and go outside with it. That that's not what this is all about. Plus, the guy's he hasn't even had his day in court yet, and he maintains his innocence. So, what do you want us to do? You want us to fire him with no evidence that maybe he maybe he didn't even do it. Maybe he did, but why don't you wait and see and let the justice system run its course? Why can't we do that anymore? And what's going to happen when every sport becomes some political venue now? Uh, it's ruining our way of life. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Well, I mean, look. There's a time and place for this. Yeah. And the baseball field, the baseball stadium isn't uh, the time or the place. Nope. And if sports becomes completely unwatchable, at least Jeffy will have even more time to watch everything that Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon have produced. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's so yeah. frustrating. I mean, it is frustrating. That is that is refuge. Like, that is America. And they're taking it from I us. I want to sit down and watch a sporting event without... It's, it's my escape, especially in this job where we talk politics so much. Mm-hmm. My gosh, I want... Five freaking minutes where I don't have to worry about what's going on at the Justice Kavanaugh hearing. I don't I don't know. I want to just watch the Falcons Eagles mm-hmm. tonight. I don't want anybody putting their little black power uh, fist in the air, kneeling, you know, protesting mm-hmm. the flag or whatever. Who cares? I don't care what they're protesting. Just don't. Okay? <laughs> just don't. Just stand there respectfully. Put your hand on your heart, behind your back, whatever. Just stand there. Look at the flag. It's too much to ask, I, I, I guess. Just, uh, I, or, yeah, uh, you can't have that respite. <sighs> There's no there's no form of refuge anymore, and that's you know if that continues to be the case, that's going to make all of these issues yep. even worse. Yep. It's a stressed out society that has no escape. that has no escape and no release, and we just have to put up with it wherever we go. Jeez, at least we have the satisfaction of knowing that Nike had a terrible day yesterday because <laughs> of, I mean, a terrible they went they lost. Was it four or six billion in market share? Hmm. It was a ton. And yeah. I say good. Who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. Like if you if Nike does nothing, nobody's gonna be like, why aren't you hiring Colin Kaepernick? Exactly. And if you don't, I will boycott your product. Yeah. You're not gonna get hurt by what you don't do in your marketing plan. Thank you. Uh three point seven five billion. Okay, so almost yeah. four billion. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know what else is frustrating? Uh, trying to lose weight. And then once you've accomplished that monumental task, keeping it off, to me, that's even harder. Because you've you've already disciplined yourself and you went through the hassle and the denying yourself the things that you like to eat and as much as you want to eat. And then you just, that's all you want to do is let go and, and eat again. Well, there's something that can help with you help you with that and it'll curb your appetite it'll boost your metabolism it's called riduzone it's a safe natural fda acknowledged dietary supplement they took the good stuff in olive oil and created this patented product with oea oea is what's been shown to boost metabolism and reduce appetite that's why they tell you to eat an olive oil rich diet olive oil is the big thing right now um it just it just helps so Give it a try. This could potentially put you over the edge. Order yours today at riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Enter the promo code PAT. Get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com. Offer code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. It's riduzone.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. 
returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray. Speaking of uh, food, as we were moments ago. <laughs> Every moment ago. I love this uh, video of, of the woman who's in her car and breaks into this soliloquy about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> uh, you've got to see it. It'll, it'll restore some confidence in humanity. Here she is. Let me tell you something. I don't know... What military base these people trained in, but I'm not mad at them. You got four people outside with handhelds, okay, under umbrellas. You got two people outside the drive through to greet you with your food. It'd be ready. I was in the line 3.5 seconds. That was to order, mm-hmm. pay, and give my food. Baby, let me tell you what kind of training they doing. Chick-fil-A. They is in the military in Chick-fil-A. I'm telling you, <laughs> they have some training t- yeah. that they're doing. And I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. I don't understand why I go to Popeye's and I got to wait on hot chicken when all you sell is chicken. <laughs> McDonald's don't ever have nothing working and don't let me get started on Burger King. Okay? Okay. But Chick-fil-A be killing it. They have a military base that they train out of. I'm convinced. <laughs> and I, I just appreciate the professionalism. It's hot as hell out here, but they smiling. Cheese, may, may I help you? Hello, Miss Carissa. How do you know me? Because I told the girl back there and they communicate. Communication is the key. Mm-hmm. Fries hot. I didn't even check my bag. And if it's a mistake, then that's what I was supposed to have. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Y'all be, who, I feel, I'm, I'm emotional right now because <laughs> who in the day we live, people don't, they don't, they don't even like their jobs like that. But these people, they are on it. They got a scholarship fund going right over your condiments. They say that they give these people a scholarship fund. Take care of your people. Take care of your people and your people to take care of you. That's the lesson today. Yep. It comes nice. through Chick-fil-A, but this is what's real out here in these streets. I'm about to eat with gratification. I didn't mind paying for that. I didn't even mind. Swipe my card. Swipe my card, Chick-fil-A. Ooh, I got a tear. <laughs> these, these fries is hot. Smoke coming off of them. Look at that. I'm satisfied. I don't even need them more. Oh my God. Every one of them like that. Not just one. Mm-mm. You can have it your way. You can have it your way. Thank you. I approve this message. Police Navidad. Chick-fil-A. Saving oh, the planet. Yeah. Chicken too tasty. Chicken too tasty. Chicken yeah. too tasty. You could you could boil it down to those three words. Chicken too tasty. Who was it? It was a uh, one of the NFL. Yeah, former NFL player. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That tweeted out because somebody he talked about Chick Fil A that he loved it so much and somebody yeah well what if it was about slaves would you would you still. 
Because supposedly they're anti-gay marriage, which is not really the case. He supported traditional marriage, the owner of Chick-fil-A. And I guess that's a sin that's completely unforgivable. Yeah. And so somebody uh, equated going to Chick-fil-A with slavery. And this former NFL player's response was, chicken too tasty. In other words, I just want to eat chicken. Shut up about it. And if we could all adopt that attitude mm-hmm. a little bit, we'd have less stress in our lives. Also, uh, if you're going to McDonald's, if you, maybe the chicken's not so tasty for you and you, you like McDonald's better, uh, just read this article about the Golden Arches and the one menu item you must not eat at McDonald's. You might think that's the Big Mac uh, or the Double Bacon Smokehouse Burger. But no, no. You know what the worst meal at at uh, McDonald's is? Any of them. The big breakfast with hotcakes. Oh, sorry. Why? Big breakfast with hotcakes comes with a biscuit. Well, the hotcakes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Biscuit, scrambled eggs, sausage, hash browns, and the syrup and butter. So it's a total calorie count of. 1,375 calories. Oh, you're good for the day then. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you So you if that's the one the meal, way. if that's the one meal you eat, you'll be fine. You're fine. Uh, but that's just not the case usually. You need to stop stressing out. You know? Wow. So, okay. 1,350 calories, mm-hmm. 65 grams of fat, 25 grams of saturated fat, mm-hmm. 2,100 milligrams of sodium. Is that, is that a lot? That's a lot. Okay, I don't I don't. 155 care. grams of carbs. Mm-hmm. There is a little fiber, six grams of fiber, so there you go. Okay. That's a totally well, that's, healthy oh, meal. And you're going to need that fiber after you eat all that. No kidding. Mm-hmm. 48 grams of sugar and 35 grams of protein. <laughs> okay. That is okay. awesome. So it's, it's the equivalent of eating 2.3 pints of Breyer's vanilla ice cream. Which I'd rather what? eat than the big breakfast, that's for sure. It's the saturated fat equivalent of six slices of Domino's cheese pizza. It is the sodium equivalent of ten bags of rolled gold twist twist pretzels. And it's the sugar equivalent of five Krispy Kreme glazed donuts. Oh, man. That's... Can I just jump in for just a quick sec? I, um... I, uh, mm-hmm. I I used to do these uh, daddy kid dates on Saturday mornings. I need to get back mm-hmm. in that habit. That's why I'm kind of hesitating. I'm like, man, it's been a while. Yeah, just life gets crazy. But uh, there's been many times that uh, Ezra would uh, order that that what you're reading right there, mm-hmm. and this father just mm-hmm. let him chow down, and uh, mm-hmm. he could power through. And in hindsight, uh, huh? That's it's, gross. It's probably though for a kid. Not as big a deal as it is if you're an adult and your metabolism is slowed down ever so slightly. And wow. uh, everything you do, you pay for. <laughs> they say instead what you should do for breakfast at McDonald's is order the Egg McMuffin, which a lot of people like. Mm-hmm. That's How many calories would you assume are in an Egg McMuffin? Oh, gosh. Considering the fact that the big breakfast thing is 1,350, what, where would a, an Egg McMuffin be? 250? That's pretty close. 300 calories. Mm-hmm. 12 grams fat, 6 grams saturated, 730 milligrams of sodium, 30 grams of carbs, Hmm. and only 3 grams of sugar. So it's not that bad. So they say eat that instead. Or 
Here's another thought. I got you. Don't go to McDonald's. There you go. <laughs> How about don't go there? <laughs> yeah. What's well, usually my uh, preference is to just not go to McDonald's. Um, but it's always a surprise to me when I see the calorie count on these because you think, hey, it can't be that bad. What is it? 200 calories. And then it's 2,500. So pretty much everything you eat is bad for you. Just know that going in. Yeah. Speaking of uh, things that are bad for us, uh, Alex Jones <laughs> made a spectacle of himself yesterday on Capitol. Well, this was just, just today. Just happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, he confronted Marco Rubio, and here's what happened. The, the, um... She's not answering. Just, the Republicans are acting like it isn't happening. Thank God Trump is. Well, it's I, weird, man. Oh, yeah, it's really uh, weird. There's no purge of conservatives. I don't know. There's no shadow banning. Who, who is this guy? Uh, are you, are you uh, concerned about bias in social media? Yeah, who's this huh? guy? We deplatformed Are you conser- concerned about bias in social media? Well, so I he, think the bigger bias is against freedom of expression. Everybody should be. There's a, there's a look, I, I support here. going it's after. It's here, but you say I don't exist. Is that a heckler or a press yeah. gaggle? Look at this guy. The, He's saying that I don't exist and they're I just don't know who you are, man. I don't read weird websites. Sure. And they demonize me in these very hearings. And then he plays dumb. Here's the question. Infowars.com, really, you, you know what it is. That, does, does Google, does Facebook, does That's Twitter, why you do they need to be regulated like, like, like do, do they need to be regulated? <laughs> Marco Rubino, the snake. This <laughs> 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 dumb boy here. All right, man. Yeah, yeah. Who, who are you? Who yeah, is sure. this guy? I swear to God, I don't yeah, know who you are, man. You better hope you platforming. Tens of millions of views. Infowars. Bigger than Rush Limbaugh. He knows who Infowars is. Playing this joke over here. Bigger than Rush Limbaugh? Wait, bigger than, did he just claim to be bigger than Rush Limbaugh? Well, sure, I was just patted you nicely. I know, but I don't want to be, I don't know oh, you, you to get I don't know who you are. It's not just good you're not going to get arrested, amendment. man. You're it's not, not going to get arrested. I'll take, take care of it myself. Oh, oh, he'll beat me up. I didn't say you that. You didn't know who I am, but he's I'm so mad. Saying. You're not going to silence me. You're not going to silence me. This is the worst. You are like, you are literally like a little gangster thug. There are there are people in this country. Rubio just threatened you physically take care of me. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. You already got rid of my First Amendment. He tells you what it is, but they're taking our free speech right now. Social media platforms, Facebook. It's just so unbelievable yeah yeah he, he he tapped him on the shoulder you know and that's when wow. rubio was just like don't touch me again please don't touch me again that's uh, good gosh plus <clears throat> the outrageous claim that he's b- his dumb website is bigger than rush limbaugh <sighs> okay for selling supplements uh diet supplements what is he selling on that like uh things that Make him look like he does, and so you know, you know they're really good. Well, I mean, I guess that's everyone's goal right. is to, to look, look like Alex Jones. Like Alex Jones. Wow, that's that was uh, more idiotic and worse than I thought it was going to be. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed, where uh, Drew Sinnert tweets: "Is there no lecherous act that Jeffy can't explain away?" <laughs> no, 
Well, there's there are yep. none. Uh, Nick in Detroit, did Bubba Clinton give the pastor some feel-up tips right before he felt up Ariana Grande? I'm kidding. It's right? possible. Uh, right Wing Ninja One says, Captain Marvel was the original name of Shazam. Okay. It was changed after a lawsuit over naming rights because Shazam is owned by DC Comics. Mm, okay. That's probably more information than I Well, maybe that's the whole I really guy and girl wanted to know. Captain America yeah, thing. Yeah, apparently. Um, TJ Toppin. Pico says he misses you. Never oh. call or visit anymore. Oh, let me check on Pico. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see what he's doing. I got it bookmarked. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have time to put it up on the screen, no. which is unfortunate. Which, which you just got Hopefully he's still alive, right? Imagine that uh, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe he's just washing around out uh-huh. in the sea and then, you know, he's, sw- oh my gosh, he's lost his mind, Pat. He's literally just swimming in a circle now, but he is headed toward uh, New Jersey. I'm telling you. What? Tell me. Okay, he's, break it down. He's a shark, and okay. sharks swim around. They they swim around, and normally chasing food. Um, I'm so simplified. Though. Yeah, are you sure that's I just all they do? Kind of think that's what they do. They swim and they eat. They swim and they, they eat. Swim some more, and then they eat some more, and then they follow some fish around and eat them. How do they? How do they follow them they around? They swim though? by swimming. Yeah. Yeah. So they swim around and then eat. It's a complex life. And then they'll swim around a little bit more mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll eat. And then they'll eat. So I think that may be what's so you going think, on you think, with you Pico think we the should shark. stop should we stop caring about what Pico <laughs> the shark is doing? Is that what you're hinting at? Or um. Well, if he gets that Texas family that moved out there, okay. Then we'll talk about him again cuz uh, that would be that would be an accomplishment. Okay. Well, uh, you're going to tweet about this. Whether obviously, you want to this or not. time it is personal. It is, and he's uh, he's going to get. He, you know, he's going to get the family. You know, eventually, he's going to lull them in his, into a false sense of security, and they'll go out into the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's when he strikes. Mm-hmm. And you know, as disinterested mm-hmm. as you may uh, put up a front, mm-hmm. you just uh, tweeted out an update on Pico. So hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we wanted to show you this interest. There's kind of an interesting uh, comparison of two different minor league baseball players going around on the internet. <laughs> I love this. That one of them is a uh, Texas Rangers minor leaguer named Brady Feigl, and the other is a, an Oakland A's minor league leaguer uh, named Brady Feigl. Wait, what? You might have noticed there that they're both named Brady Feigl, but they're separate people. Look at that on the screen there. They look exactly alike. What in the look world at that. is happening? And th- their name is the same. They clearly could be twins. Yep. And they're both in minor league baseball, one with the Rangers, one with the A's. Who I wonder who finally stumbled on this. Yeah, and they're not even. There's no mention any of these stories of them being related. There, it's it's fascinating because I'm, it's not like a Joe Smith or some you know weird. boring name or whatever. It's Brady Feigl. Two I'd li- of them. I'd like to know if either of these Brady Feigls uh, has a twin, and they were maybe they know they were adopted and separated at birth or something. Who knows? That's really weird. Wait, wait, what chance? What if they're twins? They just had the same surgery by the same doctor? What, like an injury or something? Shoulders. 
They did? Is that how they found out? Wait, well, I guess you could found out in MLB records, but wow. This is just, I can't that take is, this. That's kind of spooky weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What is the story with the Brady Feigl mystery? <sighs> oh, man. We'll follow that just like Pico for you. Uh, yeah. To keep you constantly abreast of the latest information on that particular mystery. <laughs> There's another mystery about a kangaroo on the loose. Okay. See, in... No, wait. You know what? No. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. No, sir. Not going to let you do this again to an animal story. What do you mean? I could just I could just hear the tone of your voice, Pat. So yeah, there's a story about a kangaroo on the loose. Come on, let's. Oh, there's on. a story about a kangaroo on the loose. I mean, you gotta get excited. I think in I Austria. think you have a biases built in toward uh, kangaroo or animal stories, and and today's uh, subject of your ire is a kangaroo on. Uh, to begin with, Austrians are already pissed about pissed off about being confused with Australia. I, they both start with A U S. Yeah, they both T- have mm-hmm, red R. beards, red beards, and red hair as well, and <laughs> go by very similar na- names. Uh, but they're eighty seven hundred miles apart, so <laughs> one is not like the other. But uh, there was a kangaroo sighting in Austria. Okay. Don't you mean Australia? Nope, no. not this time. <laughs> That's the whole fun of it. That's man. the fun of it. <laughs> So there's no zoo or kangaroo breeder that is missing a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this particular kangaroo is just indigenous to Austria. No, it's not indigenous. <laughs> there he is. Okay, it's hopping. Hopping around like so, he owns the place, like it's Australia or something. So he's not swimming like Pico. He's hopping nope. like, like a kangaroo. Kind of doing what kangaroos do. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Wouldn't that be something to be driving around the Austrian countryside and see a kangaroo hopping around? (laughs) Strange. You know, there used to be a zebra that lived out near my house. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't in the wild, which would have really added an element to the story. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so you drive by the road, you see cows, cows, cows. Oh, horses, a couple of horses. Oh, there's a a zebra (laughs) there in the old pen. And And he's gone now? What happened to him? I think, you know, times are tough, and I think, you know... Somebody ate him? Zebra meat is... Somebody ate the zebra. Some kind of yummy. I don't know what happened to him. That turned turned out to be be a dark story. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... I kind of just went with it. Yeah. Figured you'd want that. Uh, (laughs) 888-933-93. Did you see all the fallout about the the actor from the Cosby show? His name is... um, Jeffrey... Mm, Jeffrey Jeffrey something or other. Yeah, Jeffrey something or other. It'd be Jeffrey Owens. He was. I mean, you recognize him when you see his face. Yeah, yeah. From before, he's he's gotten older and his he has a gray beard now, and like so many of us look different now. Mm. But he was married to. Was he married to Jean Bonnet or uh, what's her face? Mm. Um, I don't think he was married to Lisa Lisa Bonet. He was married to her older sister on the show. There you go. Okay, so it turns out now he's not in Hollywood. He's not acting. He works at Trader Joe's. Somebody spotted him and and taped him, recorded him, and then put it up online, and it went viral. And he was, like, employment shamed because he's just working at Trader Joe's. What are we come to, man? So pathetic. Poor guy. Uh, you know... Jeffrey Owens, who's just doing an honest day's labor at uh, Trader Joe's because he's not famous anymore. He's not making Hollywood money anymore. 
he he just he says now he he just wants to wants people to stop comparing kinds of jobs and just respect the work in general. No kidding, man. Uh, here's here's what he had to say about it. What was the reasoning of taking this job at Trader Joe's? People don't realize this because of the reruns and stuff. But the Cosby Show ended 26 years ago. And in the past 26 years, I have hardly ever had an acting job that lasted more than 10 weeks. I needed mm. to take a job to, to pay my bills, to support my family. It, it was basically that. What do you hope that people take away from all of this? Essentially, one kind of work is not better, superior than another kind of work. Thank and that we, we reevaluate that whole idea and we start just honoring the dignity of work and respecting the dignity of the working person. Can we go back to the very beginning of that and her first question to him? It's amazing. What was the reasoning of taking this job at Trader Joe's? People okay. don't realize this because right. of the reason. What was the reasoning of taking the job at Trader Joe's? Oh, noodle this one out, honey. <laughs> I don't know. I needed money to support my family. That's about it. And they offered me a job and I said, okay. That's incredible. I, <laughs> I mean, is that... It's just phenomenal that people uh, just can't understand that concept. And yeah, the Cosby show happened a long time ago. And uh, I don't see him in a lot of movies or TV shows since. In fact, I've never seen him in anything else. Have you? No, I have not. But I guess, did somebody just offer him a job? I, I think I read that uh, briefly. Just kind of glanced at it. That somebody in Hollywood said, hey, oh, it was um, ah, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry said, hey, come work with me. And so he was, it was kind of vague and he wasn't sure if he meant, well, really? I've never worked with you before. Are you actually offering me work in Hollywood now? So maybe something really, uh, really cool will come of it. And he might get yeah. an acting Yeah, gig. so so Jeffrey Owens has, uh, uh, said now, uh, he tweeted out, let's see, I'm about to start shooting... Oh, no, Perry tweeted that to him. So uh, let's see. I have so much respect. So he's about to I'm start just, shooting yeah, what? A movie? Yeah, and, uh, no, uh, he's got a show on the uh, OWN network. And oh. Tyler Perry does. Mm-hmm. So um, one thing that I think you're missing here, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't in the video we just showed. Look at this. Look at this. Look, look, look. Mm-hmm. What kind of hat is he wearing? Oh, my. What, what hat is he wearing with Robin Roberts? Uh, that it's a, might be Yale, oh, but Yale. it could be Shoot. BYU. Yeah, all right. My bad. You're right. It yeah. might be Yale. Shoot. Did he go to Yale? I don't know. How dare he? I mean, I'm not a fan. How dare he wear Jeffrey. a Y uh-huh. Here we go. logo okay. and it not be BYU? Yeah, so... I take it back. What do you work at a Trader Joe's Yeah, his for? alma mater is Yale. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, there you go. He went to... Wow, he went to Yale. Mm-hmm. Careful. What are you doing working at... <laughs> <laughs> I just met a guy. Listen, I just met a guy, <laughs> oh, an man. Uber driver, who went to Harvard because he, he was trying to say, yeah, really? I went to school up in Cambridge. And I was, I was like, uh, Harvard, huh? He's like, yeah, yeah. And I, he, what'd you major in? Um, computer science and uh, political something or other. I don't know. So we got to talk. Car navigation? Car navigation, yeah. So he, he is an Uber driver, mm-hmm. but A, he didn't want to live in Boston. Okay. That's a smart move right there. And um, like Boston, he actually. has his own uh, he has his own company that he does from his house, you know, and uh-huh. all the stuff. And there's nothing glamorous about it, but you know he's happy. Mm-hmm. Look, just because he went to Harvard doesn't mean he has to be you know get some 
Harvard equivalent job that we have. It's kind of like our whole Captain America thing. No, but here's <laughs> the thing. When you go to Harvard and Yale, it it's that's usually why you went, so that you get some sort of Harvard, Yale, Ivy League type job and salary out of it, right? You don't go there and pay that kind of money and then, I mean, usually wind up doing something that you you could do if you had no experience or education. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, from that aspect, it's kind of understandable that people would be confused. So, what is Jeffrey Owens doing at working at Trader Joe's? What are you doing there, man? What was the thought process there that went into that decision? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're a little short on uh, granola in the uh, uh, thing there. Uh, can you fill up the, the, the tin so I can fill up my little plastic bag and go? No, but I, it's just, it's, there's so much judgment in yeah. this oh, yeah. world. Yeah. Surface level and, judgment. And a lot of it has been done by uh, left-wing idiots who are supposedly all about the working man and the minorities, right? And yet it's then it's they who are always indignant about this kind of stuff. What are you doing working Thank at you. Trader Joe's? Mm-hmm. Um, supporting my family, making a living, putting food on the table. Thank you. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. The Brett Kavanaugh hearing continues. He's being uh, questioned now by Mike Lee. Kavanaugh just said, the originalism to me means constitutional textualism. Okay, but what does constitutional textualism mean? (laughs) He's just a brainiac that continues to, uh, you know, describe complex terms with Something more complex. Why isn't he at Trader Joe's right now? I don't working? know. I don't. I really. Did he go to Yale? He probably went to some Ivy, Ivy League school. Uh, he, there you go. Yale, Yale. Law School. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yesterday, the very beginning of the, uh, of the hearing was just chaos. It was just out of control. First Shame. of all, you had... Do we have the audio of the of Kamala Harris oh. trying to stop the hearing just as it started, talking over uh, the committee chairman? Uh, take a look at this. This is I, I, they can't even get the thing started. Good morning. I welcome everyone to this confirmation hearing on the nomination of Mr. Judge chairman. Brett Kavanaugh. Mr. Chairman. To Shut serve up. As Associate Justice. Mr. Chairman, I'd like Supreme to be recognized for United a question States. before no. we proceed. Order, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to be recognized to ask a question before we proceed. The committee received just last night, less than 15 hours ago, 42,000 pages of documents that we have not had an opportunity to review or read or analyze. You're out, you're out of order. I'll proceed. We cannot possibly move forward, Mr. Chairman. I extend this a very warm welcome we have not to been Judge given Kavanaugh an opportunity to have a meaningful to his wife, hearing Ashley, on this nominee. Their two daughters, 
Mr. Chairman, I agree with my colleague Senator Harris. Mr. Chairman, Judge we Kavanaugh's received Democrats are despicable. documents that we haven't and been able to review despicable. last night, and we believe this hearing should be postponed. I know this postponed. is an exciting day for all of you here, and you're rightly proud Mr. of Mr. Chairman, if, if we cannot be recognized, I move to adjourn. The American people Mr. Chairman, I cannot be recognized, I move to adjourn. Judge Kavanaugh, Blumenthal from Connecticut. What a douchebag. Mr. Chairman, we have, been denied, we have been denied real access to the documents. Real access. To Did you just Chairman, regular that, orders called for. Which turns this hearing into a turns charade and a mockery. Of our mockery. Well, Mr. Chairman, mockery, Mr. Chairman. And a move to adjourn. And here come the protesters. Keep in mind, ugh, his kids are there. I think they're 14 and 11. This has to be really frightening to them. Okay, let's stop it right there because I, I think we have... Don't we have... We have the video of what's going on, right? Where you can see the protesters, the, the women who are there. So we have to hear them again? So, yeah, here's here's what this looked like. Ugh. You heard what it sounded like. Yep. Here's here's the other angle on this. Okay. Oh, Linda Sarsour. Linda Sarsour. Okay. Nobody even knows what you're screaming about. Wow. I mean, what in the world? Yell in English next time you protest. Okay. Please vote no. Because you know what she wants? All right. I think that's all I can handle. Her problem is she thinks Brett Kavanaugh might help stop the slaughter of children. So she's begging them not to stop the slaughter of children. We can't can't have that. that. I mean, she's got a great point. Yeah, we can't stop the murdering of children. Let us continue murdering children. We've only killed 60 million so far since Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. That's not nearly enough. No. It's only been a little over 1 billion people worldwide since Roe v. Wade. 1 billion billion babies murdered uh and so please please vote no on this guy who we don't even know but he has the potential to help stop the slaughter of babies in the womb it is amazing you, i just how I, passionate they are oh we, good we gosh. just saw this story i don't think we got to it but there it's was like a kid, re- it's a religion it to is them. a it's a religion. I mean, it's it's a it's a cult, quite frankly. Yeah, it is. I mean, the the, the poor kid. There was a poor kid, a football kid uh, in in Texas, and his dying wish, as he had terminal cancer, was that he wrote a letter to uh, Governor Greg Abbott saying, "Man, sure would be great. My last wish would be that you completely outlaw abortion in the state of Texas." Oh my mm. gosh! When the rabid lefties found out about this, they gave him hell on social media. Um, this kid is oh literally gosh. dying. 
And they're not worried about his fight for life. They're worried about how could you even have a wish that babies be allowed to live? Well, he died last week, so um, you can stop hounding him on social media. He's sorry mm. that he trespassed on your specific little cult agenda of murdering babies. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. We cannot speak with each other. No, it's just, it, it's. I've never understood the hardcore devotion to abortion that left-wing people show. It's, I mean, are you making that much money out of it? Is it, it's that special uh, an event that you just, you, it must continue. Good golly. I, I, it's frightening. And so that's what went on yesterday. And uh, uh, so it's a, it's a little calmer, I think. At, but there's still the protesters there because they're just afraid. They're f- afraid out of their minds that Brett Kavanaugh is against abortion, that he's pro-life. Well, I'm sure he is pro-life. That doesn't mean that Roe v. Wade is going to immediately be overturned. First of all, somebody's got to challenge it. It would have to go all the way up the chain to the to finally make it to the Supreme Court. And then, would they even take that case? I don't know. I don't have total confidence that they would. They've turned down other cases that I thought were conservative in nature and, and that were that needed to be decided by the Supreme Court that they said no to and sent it back to the lower court. So, I and then even then, would they decide that the precedent shouldn't be over shouldn't be overturned? I don't know. It's certainly not a foregone conclusion that if Brett Kavanaugh is nominated and confirmed, well, he's already been nominated. If he's confirmed, that Roe v. Wade goes away. I wish it were that cut and dry. <laughs> I would love for that to be the case. It should be the case. We should stop the slaughter of unborn babies. Uh, but it's 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 not a foregone conclusion. That's for sure. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We still haven't gotten into this brain pill. Say what? There's a there is an article, and they make it look like it comes from Business Insider. Here's the headline: Trump battles the FDA over Carson's as Ben Carson's breakthrough discovery, and <laughs> says this will not be banned. The American people have a right to access this. Well, it's a it's a brain pill oh. that doubles your IQ. What and wh- who's holding yeah. this back? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's holding us back. By the way, Saves eighty four just tweeted out that Jeffrey Owens has uh-huh. now quit his job. Oh, he did. Yeah, so he must have found a really good work. So with, maybe uh, you did work it out, Tyler Perry. Uh, that's great. Good, thanks, man. Uh, we'll get into this big battle over the FDA and the approval <laughs> the of this pill. brain pill tomorrow. Okay, unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network.